0: Now it actually works, you know?
1: Go ahead. Tell me your story. So, you were uh, talking about uh, the the Disney. Yeah, Drunk on Disney. Disney.
0: So, um, Dana Snyder, if you've ever watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force, he's the voice of Master Shake. And on Squid Billy's, he's the voice of Granny Squid. Um, He's on Thundermans. He's on basically everything. He's been in Adventure Time to like Bob's Burgers and stuff, but he is part of Drunk on Disney as well. And they basically talk about like cool Disney history and like secret drinks and stuff, which is always good. What do you you mean secret drinks? So there's like drinks that they used to make or drinks that you can only get at certain bars or restaurants or like you can only get this certain drink at like Paris in Epcot from this time of the year to this time of the year. And you have to ask for it specifically this way. So there's a lot of cool like secret stuff. And I was like, hmm. And then, you know, they just ramble because they get drunk during this. So it just starts (laughs) off with Disney ends up being like a commercial for my pillow for some reason. And then improv for 30 minutes, which is great. So uh, speaking of your of your pillow, uh, you have
1: the you just had um pillow the Rick. Is he a pillow or is that yeah. like a stuffed animal? Uh,
0: I guess it's more like a hateful pillow, uh, but I guess he's a plushie. There's one right there. He's drooling over there. Yeah, but um, I have the the Risney Dick, which is the Disney version of him, but he's drunk. So it's a Risny Dick. And uh, a really cool thing is I have that one. I have Cholo Rick. Have you seen the Cholo one? No. Can you show it to me real quick? He's a gangster. Let look look it. for it while I get my levels. OK, do okay. it.
1: All right, so we're back. You found the, the the Rick pillows, the plushes?
0: Yes. So this one's um, Cholo Rick. And I got to meet um, Justin Roerling who's the voice and co-creator of Rick and Morty, which is awesome. <laughs> so he told me that most of his artists actually secretly hide dicks all over their characters and make some of the characters either basically testicles or shafts. So I was like, that's magical. So I, I told him if he promised not to sue the shit out of me, which is great because he agreed, um, I would hide dicks on stuff as well. So like in the Cholo Rick, he's got a little wiener here. Oh, my God. So I didn't even notice bandana. that. So there's, And then he's got Harry Potter underwear because he's Yes. Cancer. And then the Disney one, since it's for kids, this is one of the wonky ones because uh-huh. the, the ears. This so is, this the one, one, is this the one that went to the trip with you? Well, a nicer one. So his ears oh. work proper. Not this. You know, this one's special. But um, this one I didn't put dicks on. But if you turn it upside down, then technically it still turns into a wiener. Oh, shaft. my God. So I'm like, I promise to put wieners <laughs> all over my ricks. Don't you worry.
1: That should be a kind of a thing you do for all of your art from now on where you just have like a dick everywhere. I do.
0: <gasps> I have most most of my let's see where do I have dicks in these I don't have any of these prints no I don't really have my stuff out but everything I always put like a tiny little one that looks like that so some of the character designs I've done in the background of the bushes I'll put a little wiener um, the new Rick card has used condoms in it which is pretty great Wherever they are. so what was this Disney trip for for luxury. Oh, uh, she rolling in that con money, girl, that <laughs> rolling in that money. Pickle money mold. um No, I did a convention in Florida and I drive down because if I drive down, then I could take a lot more stuff because i run into the thing, which is a good problem to have. Like, if I fly there, I can only take so much stuff and I sell out the first day, which is a great problem, but still a problem because mm-hmm. then I can't sell anymore. Yeah, because
1: whenever I saw you at the con, because we met at Supercon 2017, yes. you were out of stickers or and was you like, had forgot your stickers. And I was like,
0: the first day, which is horrible. <laughs> horrible. I should be better at this by now, you think mm but um so since i drove down there on the drive back i was like i have an annual pass for disney why the hell not treat yourself so me and pickle rick we stopped at magic kingdom epcot and um animal kingdom it was pretty cool did you go by yourself i met with a friend called ken plume um who also does podcasts and he writes books and does a bunch of cool stuff he's pretty awesome i hate him so you have i have wanted to talk to you for about what
1: six months already right
0: Probably longer. And you've
1: been, yeah, because I met you in July of last year. Yeah, let's not do math. Math is, <laughs> math makes I we was, got older. I was thinking about, I was like, oh my God, I think it's been a year since I met Josie and we're trying to plan this this podcast. You've been so busy. What have you been doing this past year? What's keeping you busy?
0: A lot. So I have a lot of client stuff and then um, I've been working on a kid's book. I'm working on two kid's books now with other clients. One is um, pretty awesome. We don't know the name of it yet, um, but it's a little boy who wants to go to like an island in the middle of a lake. And I think today I posted a picture of on my Instagram of the island, which looks really stylized and cool, and then another. Why one, does he want
1: to go on the island? Is it like a magical island. Or so, do you not want to tell me details for the story? Of the, I mean, I'm not probably won't Scott, read the, it. The
0: island yeah. has the cure to herpes. No, uh, um, I'll be right
1: back. I need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have herpes. Uh, I actually just tested myself just, for herpes. Let's go. Let's just. Sw- I'll swim there. Yeah.
0: So the, I mean, the main part of the story is like the island's in the middle of this lake, and he's a little kid, so he can't get to it. So he starts asking like the frog and the duck and how to get there, and he figures out he can get buoyant to get there. But I had to make this island look like super lush um to give you a reason to want to go see it um so it's got a bunch of really like fantasy type trees like some of them look like celery some of them look like weird fans from egypt um but it looks pretty cool so i was just trying to stylize and make it simple enough for kids did you have any input on the story on that one no on that one i didn't have any input um on this n- other one that i'm working on um uh it's there's a writer
1: you see turned it off details. you, Here, see, what I did? you <laughs> see what i did i failed i failed you can, you can use my phone okay no, you should be, you should, like, if you go back, and not that you would, but I had, my first podcast was Stir on the Road, and mm-hmm. my first, very first podcast, I had double check everything, and I arrived to the spot, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, the one, you see this little white part that connects to my iPad? I uh-huh. could not find it. I apparently had... <sighs> left it and I wrote a checklist and checked it and everything was like it's there I know it's there I I remember putting it in there and then she was her name is Jessica Perry she's a singer from Houston she was so sweet she's like nah no worries we can go to Best Buy and pick one up real quick and yeah and I couldn't find one I was like oh my god I drove all the way down to Houston to do this podcast she took the time out of her schedule to like make time for me to talk to her I felt so bad she's like nah no worries and then she ended up finding one right as we were about to leave. So we ended up getting the the, the interview done. And that kind of continued throughout the first season of my podcasting. We uh, like, there was technical always difficulties one. all <laughs> across it. And it turned into a thing. It's like, it's a habit. So it's, like, like, it's a thing. It's a thing now. It's
0: a thing now. Yeah. So it's cool. It's, it's totally cool. So the second story, it's actually, um, uh, it's inspired by the books of Grace and Flynn by P.L. McCall. I think it's McCall, the second McCall. There's a lot of C's in it. All right. Um, but um so basically he's got I believe it's five or six books out already. Children's um, books? No, they're adult. I'm gonna say like steampunk pirate fantasy, which already sounds like a mouthful of awesome. Um, and I like the stories a lot. And he approached me and said, Hey, I'd like your style. It'd be awesome if we worked together on some sort of children's book version of these. How do you like people to reach out to you if they are gonna? Just like you have an email for that? Um yeah, they could just go to my website or they could basically hit me no, up. No, they at, can because your page. website is down. Well, it's up now. It's up now. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. But what I was gonna say is hit me up everywhere because I'll either for- <laughs> it's too much. It's like I forget if I forget Messenger, then I'll forget to check Instagram. If not, I'll check forget my text. I'm like just hit me up on every. You should media. just get like a social media person that takes care of all I that know, for you. I know. I try with the pickles, but they just don't listen. <laughs> but <laughs> don't you uh, drunk. I try and well, you that's, thug. That's what it is. Because he's yeah. a gangster. He's a gangster. yeah. But the story. So yeah. So we decided. I mean, on this one, we did. I did have input. We had a nice long meeting about like where it could go. Instead of just being one children's book, we want to make it a series of eight. That's why it's gonna be um oh wow pieces of eight. So it's kind of gonna be like the girl finds the treasure, does her mission. Which you finds this one little thing or a key or a coin or whatever it is that then develops to an overall bigger story to make kids, kids want to read the, the next story. For Are it. these uh, long books, easy reads, short? How, what kind, um, how they're going to the... be kids books. I want to say on average, it's probably going to be like 20 to 30 pages each. Okay. Um, but there's going to be a lot of I, I call it susian. So basically it's kind of like the, the rhythmic, the rhyming to this story. Um, most likely, but we're still working out the details. But um, it's going to be really cool because it's still going to be, it's going to be pirate combined with steampunk, but combined with children's book, which I haven't really seen before. How do you get inspired for that kind of artwork? (sighs) A lot of Googling. Yeah. So much Googling. Is it like harder than you thought it was going to be? No. I mean, for me, I guess as a creative, like I like the challenge of creating something new because I'm really good at mimicking styles or combining styles so if you say that one something like in the pink panther style but something that looks disney the same time i'm really good at combining styles and creating something new um but i like the challenge i like either replicating or challenging to create something completely different or something for a client right that's conceptually theirs and helping them visualize it because that's what i'm here for
1: yeah i see that in your instagram because i as i'm going through i go through the different styles and i see these different like mediums as well you do sculpturing you do paperwork you do like digital art you do like painting like all kinds of things right yeah and it's like where the hell does this talent come from? How did you learn all this? How did you get? And like, what made you want to be an artist? And like, what? Like that was so awesome. I was like, God, I wish I could be like half as talented as this man. Because if I'm if so, I'll just be a good so faker. successful. Just is that what it faker. is? Oh I'm my god! Yeah, I just fake everything. I well, just steal you guys everything from teach everyone. teach me how to fake because. <laughs>
0: You're so good at it. Um, so um, how long does a book not normally like take you to finish when it comes to the artwork? Well, it's a pro. Like once I have everything that I need and everything that means like I have all the story written down. I've already I've already done the storyboards. The storyboards is the hardest part because just like a movie, you have to figure out what are the most essential scenes. Right. And what's the most important part of that? The words that are going to go on the page. What do you want to stand out or what do you want to show the kid or the child or the adult? Whatever story it is. Um, So on average, I want to say if I had all the details that I needed, it would take one month to two months. But realistically, the process of doing kids book, it's like a six months to two years process. Um, but since it's just me, and I don't have to go through approvals in corporate. And It's just me and the writers. Then it's a lot quicker to just push it through and get it done. Uh, mainly, especially if I'm passionate about it. I want to work on it more. So I'll create it a lot faster. Um, but on average, it's six months to two years. But because... I work like 24 hours a day because, I mean. You do. I just like You're stuff. on
1: that constant live Rag- feed on Instagram. Uh, it's uh, like. It's a work.
0: <laughs> but I just, I love doing it. Like I haven't grown to hate it yet. Because usually when you, when you do something that you love so much, you kind of get tired of it. I just, since it's combining creating new stuff and testing my skill. And like you said, like I like to test my skill on sculpture then. And I'll do a watercolor and wood. So that way I keep mixing it up so it's not boring to me at all. Like the next thing I want to work on is my own kids book. That's what to say. Like what's oh, that one going to be queen. about? So there, I've got four different ones on top of the clients because there's only so many hours in the day at the same time, right? Real quick, how do you focus? Or is it easy for you to focus on one item at a time? Or are you bouncing like
1: four ideas and working on them constantly within like one day to a week kind of thing? Both.
0: Okay. It just depends on how far <laughs> behind I am. If I still if it's like when it's do you leave? It's due tomorrow. I don't. I my sleep schedule is horrible, which i been horrible at getting back, people. I go to sleep usually at four or six in the morning because I usually don't start working, working because I'm, I'm Hispanic. I live in a Hispanic home. There isn't silence here until eleven or twelve Do you like night. that word
1: Hispanic? Or do you, yeah, do you, do I you need... just
0: look that for like do you use that word like just because it's politically correct kind of thing or not really politically correct if you think about it? I've just always used it. I've heard of Latinx, mm-hmm. but I'm like for me, it's not that serious. For some people, it is. Like they prefer to have, um, uh, if they want a specific term for their gender, or if they want Latinx, or if they don't want to be considered Hispanic, like, because where are you from? Hispaniola? I mean, where are you from? You're Cuban, <laughs> you're Puerto Rican. Where are you from? Um, but I just, I've just always used the term. It's always what they made me check off. In, uh, I remember in elementary school, where'd say you, when you're doing a test, it'd say, are you? Are you white? Are you black? Are you Native American? Or are you Hispanic? And my mother always told me, you always put that you're white because they'll grade your paper better. Oh,
1: shit. And that always
0: stuck with me. And it's like, because I'm first generation here, uh-huh. so she came to this country. So she assumed that they would grade my papers or treat us differently if we said we we're white I, instead of I Hispanic. Mean, is
1: she wrong, though?
0: That's a fair point. So when I was little, I would always put that I was white because I was like, okay, I guess my skin's peach. But why isn't peach on here? Like, as a kid, you don't <laughs> get it. No matter it's, heart, totally cool. it's totally cool. It's so cool. Um. But I thought that was something interesting when I was growing up. I remember hearing that a lot where I had to pretend to be white or not speak Spanish around other Caucasians or white people or whoever. They could be Italian. They could be Portuguese. because I'm from Connecticut. And there's also it's a very eclectic culture. But if they have lighter skin, you assume they're white. And then I wasn't supposed to say I was Hispanic, which to me threw me off when I was little. Because for me, it was I learned English at school and Cuban pretty much at my house. And that's how I learned English and Spanish and why I'm bilingual. But then to have to separate those worlds sometimes was I thought kind of stupid. So then when I was 10, we moved to Florida. So then it was fine because that's pretty much Cuba oh, yeah. in the United States. So many States. brown people in Florida. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So many crazy people, too, whenever I was up there. Oh, they're horrible at driving. I know. Th- they're the worst it. drivers ever. We are ever. horrible drivers. You guys are the worst.
0: Yeah, it's true. I'll admit that. I'll admit that.
1: See, talking about the whole Hispanic thing before we move on, my, I just want to I just to uh, put it in there, put my two cents, my mom always told me put Hispanic on the paper because we're we're brown folks. We couldn't pass yeah. as white people. And I don't think she even thought about, oh, maybe you'll get graded better if you put yeah. white but i think it was because her parents and my grandparents were raised to not speak spanish as well and yeah. and like to sit, to try to stay away from the word Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um and so she always made sure to let me know always put Hispanic say you're Hispanic never say you're Mexican and never say you're like anything else but Hispanic. Oh really? Yeah, it was so weird and and growing up like I never
0: like stuck in my head. I didn't really yeah. care. You just and grew, I, you thought we thought it was normal because that's what they told us. Yeah, okay. and
1: then when I found out that it was like something just made for like for like surveys and the, the government I was yeah. like I don't like that word anymore yeah. and so I was like I hated it. So I was like I don't even I hate when people tell me like what are you? Where are you yeah. from? Where's your family? What from? are you
0: a people? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Where are you from? No, where are you really
0: from? Yeah. Like, I hate that question. So tell me about, like, these cons you're visiting. Which one's your favorite one to go to? Oh, my gosh. Super cons are my favorite. Um, So super cons is the one that you went to, but they also that host. That was my first con. Was it really? Yes. I'm going back this year. You went to the right one. Really? That's, like, the biggest, like, for Florida, that's the biggest, most awesome one that they have. Um, So they also host Florida Super... My gosh. Um, <laughs> hang on. Let me kill it. Let me get a hammer and murder it. Okay. People are trying to message you get those commissions Man. in shut up telephono That's what
1: it is. They're like, "Hey, where's my stuff?" "Hey, you're doing a podcast. Let me message you now. I'm going to message listen. you any, all day, but cuz the you're... moment you're doing the podcast." <laughs> "Now I know you're home. <laughs> Hang
0: on." Okay, they should be dead. Die. Oh, you're Super talking Con. about Supercon, Supercon yeah. Supercon, yes. So Supercon mm-hmm. is awesome. That's the biggest one that Florida has. Florida well, Supercon. How many time have you been to Supercon? Times have you been to Supercon? I going to say when I met you at last year. That was my fourth time. Okay. I think. I think third fourth time. And I've done the um, – I did the flat, the um, the guidebook cover for them. Ooh, just burped right into the microphone. It's okay. Called Chino. You are. Uh, <laughs> so I did the Supercon cover for them, and then I also do Paradise uh, City, and I do Magic Paradise City,
1: City is like another convention?
0: Yeah, they actually – they host it as well. Um, I'm trying to – because I know they had – it might be the old name because they changed the name from last year. So it used to be like Magic City Con, and now it's Paradise City. And the other one is shit, something else. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but they do the best ones. So I do that with them. And then I do North Carolina, which is Raleigh. Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm still working on pronouncing it. I thought it was Riley, but apparently <laughs> that's some like cheerleader chick named Riley. It's not Riley. It's Raleigh. North Carolina is pretty awesome. And then I do Con in California, which is a mind-blowing show. Oh, Why? There is – have you ever heard of an artist called Mark Ryden?
1: No, I don't. I'm not big. I'm not like I can't remember people's names, be it like actors, singers or. Yeah, but you know, their faces. Yeah, I got your face. But yeah. once I learn your name, then I'm I'm it's gravy. But for me to actually want to learn your name, that's yeah. the struggle. Yeah. You know, Eric. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Eric,
0: Eric. Um, so Mark <laughs> Ryden, I have a book. of. I'll show it to you later. It's somewhere around here. But Mark Ryden is an artist I followed since like beginning of high school. And how he, did you come in? How did you figure how did you find his work? Some goth friend I had listened to a lot of Manson. Were you goth? I was a little goth. My bangs were in my (laughs) face and my black jankos (laughs) were totally goth. Uh, She was way gothier than me because I just didn't read stuff. But she introduced me to Mark Ryden and he basically paints little girls in beautiful oil paintings, right? Little girls that kind of look anime-ish, but they're not. They still look hyper-realistic, but they're always like crying blood or in a puddle of blood or with like lollipops and cotton candy and like a piece of meat randomly um so it was just so weird and kind of like beautifully stoic but gothic and morbid at the same time um, sounds
1: like something i would have drawn when i was in high
0: school oh, it's fucking phenomenal where's my damn book i'll show it to you later oh it's right there Marguerite and pink. okay um but they're just gorgeous so at designer con what's really cool there is a lot of it's mainly a convention for the artists who create their own content um, And I have a lot of fan stuff as well and a lot of mashup stuff that I do, but it's great for original content. And there's a lot of artists that I follow. Like, you ever go on Instagram or, or like Pinterest? And you're like, oh, I'm going to save that into a folder. Oh, that's my inspiration for that one. Yeah, I have a lot all of these... screenshots. Okay, a lot of screenshots. We yeah. all do. We all yeah. admit it. We all have screenshots. So literally walking around, 90% of the tables and artists that were there were my entire like Pinterest folder. <laughs> like all the actual artists. Like You're like in heaven. I don't understand. There's a lady called Olivia. I don't know her last name. She used to paint. Remind like, me to remind you to give me a list of people just like look up and start following. Oh my me. god! Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Um. So Olivia used to paint. She's a beautiful oil painter who paints beautifully, hyper realistic pinup women, and she used to do the centerfolds for Playboy. I'm gonna say since the '60s, but most likely for sure the '70s. Like she would draw them out. She would paint them either in pencil or in oil paintings. So the centerfolds, like not the actual one, but there'd be like beautiful like hyper-realistic oil paintings. I did not know this. If you ever look up a picture of um, Betty Page and it looks gorgeous and painted, she painted it. Oh, wow. And she's got a bunch of books of just like beautiful pinup ladies. And I was doing my thing at Designer Con. I was like, yeah, did you go see Olivia? I was like, wait. One, I didn't know she's alive. (laughs) I know that's horrible, but I didn't know she was alive. And two, what the hell is she doing here? (laughs) Like, she's so like, I mean, because I'm like... I'm at a table. I'm at a booth. Not that I'm an equal to any of these people. I have my own accomplishments, but I also have things that I still want to do, just like many of the other artists. There's always more stuff you want to do. But for me, she's like way on a pedestal in the sky that I can't even conceive of seeing. And they're like, yeah, she's in the artist alley over there. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Okay. So I went over there and I've never been starstruck ever maybe if i see bjork maybe then i'll draw a little but um so i come up to her and she's just a really sweet lady with her little cheetah jacket and some cute little hipster jack uh, glasses i don't know how old she is once again because i'm a horrible person but it doesn't matter Um, age is just a number age is a number girl it's a lot of candles (laughs) that's what it is but i know she's been doing it forever and i'm such a fan of her work but like you said i'm horrible with like i can't name whatever pieces i can't tell you where i saw it i just know the work itself i know the visuals i just don't know the actual titles and names to anything but i know the name olivia so i go up to her and i was like Thanks for doing real what quick you though. Do. How hard was it for you to go up to her first? Was it difficult? Uh, I think I was just in shock that she was there. Well, and like I said, she was alive. I did not know. Cause I know she's been <laughs> doing it since the sixties. And I assume if you start doing something big like that, like in playboy, I'm assuming you're at least 30, right? Cause you've made your connections or whatever. And then since the sixties or seventies, for sure the seventies, that's another 30 years plus another 10 years. So her age is up there. But I was like, I can't believe, First, I was in shock that she was alive, right? Because I thought she had been already an awesome artist who had passed away. Um, and then the fact that she was there and the fact that I was about to meet her. So it took me like a minute to recheck myself and be like, Okay, you got to say something, you idiot! And I'm really, really good at socializing, meeting people because I like meeting people and I'm very social.
1: That's one thing I noticed whenever I met at SuperCon is you know how to gauge your guests around the table, and yeah. that's something that a lot of artists that I saw didn't really do. That didn't even acknowledge some people that were at their table. They were just drawing, them. or they were just not interested. And that really, I don't know. I didn't find. I was like, how can you be an artist at SuperCon? You want that, to like that's where you go to engage your like fan base, your guests. You can get new fans. Like mm-hmm. it, it struck me that they would just sit there and let people walk by without saying a word. And you
0: were like coming across, basically across the table saying, hey, I'm Josie. Like, what's your name? I was out of time. You saw, I mean, there was people who I had to neglect because I just didn't have time to socialize with everybody. And for me, it's like, when it comes to the art thing, like, I'm talented, right? I've, 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 I've honed my craft, and I I just love doing it. Um, whether you hate it, or I love you love it. I just love doing it, and I love meeting people. So for me, it's fifty percent your artwork, and then or your product, whatever it is, and then fifty percent customer service. And it's not customer service in the fake sense, like oh, I need to sell this person. How do I sell this person? I just genuinely like meeting people, and I like connecting on different levels. If I have to speak a little more ghetto, I'll speak a little more ghetto. If I have to speak more Hispanic. I'll speak more Cuban. <laughs> Is that something uh, you do like consciously or just
1: happens? Because for me I that happens like subconsciously just absolutely. comes out by itself me, and it's I don't notice it.
0: Because I want to connect with people because okay. I just love meeting new people and uh, getting new experiences from them as well and just kind of like living the world through other people because i can't travel everywhere i'm too poor really because that's not what your instagram says photoshop (laughs) but i just love meeting people but it does kill me at some conventions where there's really really talented artists that i see that their their stuff is awesome even i've approached their table and they're either texting on their phone or just i mean it's good to look down into your drawing book and draw stuff but when somebody's coming up to you you can scare them off. Customer service wise, you can scare them off because you're intimidating as an artist. You seem like you don't want to be bothered because you're in the middle of. Something. Yeah. And not only your sales, but as a brand, I think that's just, you know, bad marketing. Yeah. agreed. You want people to connect with you, you know, and I. You should I've, hold a class in the next super con on how, how artists right. should like re, how they should perform at a table you know at a con. I might have because I've been doing panels at the Florida ones. Now. Yeah. I might have to do a panel on like artist alley customer service. Yeah. Do it. But like name it better. You know, yeah, don't, okay. don't put customer I'll work service in that word. I'll, I'll yeah, work, I'll put yeah, that, yeah. I'll work on the
1: name. So you walked up to her. You got the courage to um say, hi, Olivia. Yes. I'm Josie.
0: I'm Josie. Not even. No, 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 no. not even. <laughs> was, uh, well, because uh, I'm like, what can I uh, filter? <laughs> and I farted. Yeah. And then I cried <laughs> and I ran with a little tear. But normally I'm good at like gauging. I'm like, okay, what well, could she be? interested she's in wearing a cheetah jacket. But I could, like you said, I'm good at gauging people to see what would catch their interest. And talk. we can talk on that base. So we have something to connect over. But I had, I had nothing. It was just she's. I mean, she's Jesus. She's Olivia. What am I? What do we have in common? Nothing. I'm nobody to her. So I just came up to her and I was like, hey, th- thanks for doing what you do. You're great. And she's like, oh, thank you, darling. And I was like, <laughs> I got nothing did else. Did you get a picture? I I don't think I even got a picture. Oh. I don't think I got. Did I get a picture? Hang on. You know what? Somebody took a fucking picture. I might have a picture. I have to find it. Next time. Next time when I'm done like shitting myself. Yeah. But she was just really sweet. and I And that's the thing. Like. Uh, what well, we just talked about um uh, connecting with people, right? Like I've gone to artist tables who don't have that grade of work, but they are just very social and very sweet and very nice.
1: Well, I think it's like I, I don't like the word to say grade of work because each um I think every every style of art is valid and Absolutely. we each like different styles. Um but I can understand like I can see what you mean by not grade of work. Yes, yeah, yeah. some can be very uninspired or just yeah. kinda of boring. Um, but I I don't I don't think you meant by like the quality no, of yeah. style. I don't mean the quality of work. Like, I mean like
0: Next to them is like a person who's been doing DC comics for 30 years. Total professional. Great at their craft and what they do. And they're awesome. You recognize that they did Batman. They were sponsored to do um, uh, Superman or somebody else. And next to them is somebody who's just starting off. Who doesn't have a great body of work, meaning like they have four pieces compared to this person next to them that has like yeah. five hundred of it. That's what I meant by greater work. Okay. So like five hundred pieces compared to like three pieces sitting on their table. So I've purchased more from the people with three pieces on their table because they're willing to connect and talk about their art and socialize with you and tell you about a little bit about what they're working on than the person who has a great, you know, a really big body of work, um, and is just there doing their own thing, just there to grab the, grab the dollars from your hand. It's like, I rather talk to the people who still enjoy being artists and are are growing as artists cuz I'm still growing as well than the Yeah, people if you're who... not grow- I Oprah already said if you're not growing you're dead. And or she yeah. said that and I was like, "Oh my god, she's totally right. If you're not changing
1: and growing then you're just like in the same position you were like twenty years ago. You're yeah. dead. You're so like, what's the point? What's the point? You're not moving anywhere. So, have you met anyone um, in any of these concerts become your friends? What's your favorite people like? Shout out to any of the got- specific people oh. that you can just like stick out in your mind. You're like, you know what? This girl was so awesome. Um, whenever she came up to Mike and like, have you met anyone that? So you put me on the spot. So now the people
0: that I don't point out <laughs> are totally in a message <laughs> of me and call me a shitbag, which I'm fine with because I prefer they call me. a shit bag. <laughs> Um, some people that I've gotten. Uh, it's mainly at like the super con ones because that's what I really you, get to enjoy the. Weekend. We could do an update like you, you can, okay, you I'll can like you, yeah
1: you can like voice record on your fair your, like a little like <laughs> I want to thank you know <laughs> and all the people you forgot I forget to mention Satan <laughs> thank you Satan oh,
0: man what a fail Hang
1: on. okay That's
0: the one I didn't turn off. <laughs>
1: You were saved by the bell because now you have a little bit of time to think of some names that you might have forgotten. I do actually you know? be Googling them yeah. right now. <laughs> Just pretending you're taking the Let me answer this text message Let real me, quick. I
2: swear.
0: Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> oh no. I gotta go to work. Uh, you planned of all room. of these interruptions. I, did. I planned
1: it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, are all these phones for like each one of your tricks that you have? I, I I you're like which one did you call? Let me find it. No, okay.
0: Ah. <laughs> no, I recently lost my phone. I got a new phone, but that one like is a refurbished one. But the screen won't work. It's Too much drama. Too many phones. Too much drama.
1: So we're talking about um your experiences with the fans that you've come in contact with and their cons. Well, fans and artists. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's another one. That was a separate question because right now okay. part question part one was about the fans, and then okay. and then we could do a part two. Who's your favorite artist or person okay. you've met at a con?
0: I have met a lot of freaking awesome people at the cons. And like we said a minute ago, it's really hard to remember all their names. Yes. But, so and please I don't forgive want to Josie if he doesn't say your name. Yeah, don't hate me.
1: We'll do like another podcast and we could just okay, say we'll all the, the – And that in. podcast yeah.
0: is just going to be all the names, okay? I'm just going to say like hater in the gang and he knows who he is. Like there's a posse of like – I'm going to say eight of them. And they're my Cuban peeps because since I moved out of Florida, I'm I, you know, I'm missing my Cuban peeps because we're – um. Loud and annoying, which is really fun. Um, <laughs> you, so don't time, you don't say. You don't <laughs> say. Um, what did he say? He didn't say. Um, <laughs> but every time, every time they come to my to my table, it's like a big slice of Miami slash Cuba, and they're just there. And then Hater and his friends usually dress up like they're they're big haters, really big and hairy, like ten times hairier than you. And oh then my god, I'm up. like super fucking hairy. Yeah. When I met him, I think it was when I met him. He dressed up like Totoro, and all <sighs> he had on was a little gray speedo. With all his hair out oh and like the God. toto ears and an umbrella. And it's like, <laughs> I'm in love with you guys already. He's awesome. And then like, so him and the gang are awesome. I have my friend. I don't know. If, I don't think all of them want to say their names.
1: Do you ever go dressed up to the cons? No, I
0: have I wore uh, a Patrick pajama once, which uh, I thought was okay. great, but kind of lazy. Like Pat
1: Patrick.
0: Yeah. But I'm dying to do drag. That would be Ooh. badass. But I'm just so busy I'm, running around and yeah. meeting people. I was like, I and can't And you want to do it my, right. You know. I want to do it in six inch yeah. stilett- No, eight inch stilettos. But maybe one of these days, yeah. If I have if I don't have to like man the table the whole time, yeah. then I'm like, I could do it. I'm gonna do out. drag for the
1: first time this year, so just like <sighs> randomly. I'm just gonna go out one day. I'm just gonna do it, but I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna like take the, my time to do it right because I don't uh-huh. want to be like, I don't want it to be look like crap. Yeah. You know? so are I'm, you
0: gonna Are you gonna shave your beard? Or are you gonna be a no? Queen? I'm
1: gonna be a beard queen. Beard
0: queen, yeah. yes.
1: So you're talking about uh, Hater and his uh, group of people that were at the
0: table. Hater, Hater, my Cuban buddies. There's my friend and his girl. I'm going to say he's my wheelchair friend because he comes in his wheelchair and he's amazing and he's the most positive, awesome person I know. And all we say is dick jokes and wheelchair jokes, which is so – I say the dick jokes, he provides the wheelchair <laughs> jokes, and we just die the entire time. And, I mean, there's 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 so many. A lot of them are people that are other artists who work the conventions aware. where some of them are volunteers. Some of them work for the conventions like Supercon. The entire team, there's just – they're such friendly, sweet people. Like, even if I can't go sell anything, just getting to hang out with them for the weekend is like – This is awesome. I get to do this for a living. I mean, I
1: when I I had never been to a convention, so I didn't know what to expect whenever I went to Supercon. But when I the second that I walked into those doors, I cannot tell you how like there were not enough words to say how much this felt like home. And I had arrived in somewhere that like it just felt like that's the only way I could put it. It felt home. It felt right. And it was like the most happiest place in the world. Like it was like Disney times 10, you know, it was so beautiful stands out. Yeah, and then there weren't like even even people who didn't have like super great costumes, like there aren't people out there like, Oh my god, your costume sucks so bad. Yeah. You know, it was just like, wow, it was just like so much love around the um yeah. the, the building
0: and I made some friends there too. It was really awesome. And why did you go? Who like did somebody invite you? Did you get a free ticket? Like, I've
1: always going? liked I've always I've always liked love's cosplay. I'm interviewing you now. And I'm going. like, what? I'm interviewing you now. Oh now. yeah, go <laughs> ahead. Hi, uh, my name is Eric Vera. I'm an artist <laughs> from Austin, Texas. Uh no, uh I had always appreciated the art of cosplay Mm -hmm. and um, just art in general. And, like, I love Doctor Who. I love Adventure Time. I love Steven Universe. I just love, like, animation. And so – but I never had, like, the money to just go out and and, and to go to all the cons or just, like – the nerve to go, cause like I always wanted to go to Comic Con, but like I was just so nervous to travel by myself to California. And then my friend was just one time, like she was like, "Hey Eric, she goes, um, I have an extra ki- extra ticket for um um Supercon. Do you want to go? It's a, like it's a convention in Florida." And I was like, "Yeah, that'd be real really awesome." She goes, "Yeah, my my friend built, and I have no one else to go to. I have a hotel. You can stay with me." Um. She. Oh, Yeah. And she. Nice. Yeah, and, and she get, she's basically gave me a free ticket. She goes, if you. I have a VIP. If you want to upgrade it, you just pay for the upgrade, and I won't charge you for this ticket. Mm-hmm. And I was like, down. I was like, I thought about. it I was like, yes. If I don't do it now, I'm never gonna do it. I'm always gonna have an excuse like, oh, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. And so I was like, I may die next week and wish. Man, I wish I would have gone to SuperCon. Yeah. You know. And so I was like, yeah. I was like, let's do it. And so I. I upgraded to VIP, and I told her like I I'm going to drive up there. So I'll meet you there. And then we did it. And it
0: was like the best experience of my life. It was so fun. And And like I said, Supercon is, I mean, of all the Florida ones, like there's some smaller ones, but the Supercon one is like Florida. Supercon is the biggest one that Florida has for me that I've been to. And it's just mainly the Supercon team is because i've been to some conventions that's just like cool thanks for giving your money for your table artist we're just gonna put it on this is thanks for just go do your thing where you like no volunteers will ever come by and check on you like you can't find trash cans it's some of them oh my God. genuine art they're just not run very well because mm-hmm. some of them are mo- more about selling the table to the artist and making that money back and then selling the tickets than actual the experience of the viewer so the florida ones i like a lot and the reason i keep going every year for even the smaller ones is because it is like a family environment and they really care for every person that comes through the door which is really nice like if you have any issue i saw a girl lose like her purse or something and they and her prints like she lost her purse and the prints and the art that she got and they oh went around God. to different tables and they were like they asked the artists that she'd gotten stuff from and a lot of the artists donated more stuff just that to make so up for sweet. that even though they didn't have to do any of that. Right. Um, it was, it was really cool. And, and that was just like the volunteers just putting it together just to give this one person a better experience um, for having come to the convention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm sure they only paid like $30 for coming in, but they got this great, like you, she was a queen for a day type thing, Aww. even though her day went horribly. but they tried to make up for it. But, um, I forgot what question. We were
1: um, you were talking about the, the people and then I don't think oh, you've yes. gotten to the, um, actual artists that you have met we'll get back to that one okay
0: so your first convention this was your first
1: convention. my first convention and and i was telling you how it
0: felt like home and it was the best place in the entire world so for me um my first convention was like i want to say five years ago (laughs) and i went by mistake too like my friend's like oh i have a ticket do you want to go blah blah blah. so i was like all right and it was for um comic palooza here in houston and I was like, okay, I guess I'll go. I mean, people are going to be addressed up like, I don't know, like Spider-Man and stuff or comic books. Because I don't really – I never really read comic books. And I know that's like blasphemy. Since I,
1: I don't read really, – I've only read like a handful of my life. Okay. I, I want to get
0: I, into it, but I – I want to as so well. So,
1: you know what? I, there, I didn't know this is a thing. If you don't really get into like – you don't have the time to go look for comic books or, or buy them. Mm-hmm. Or uh, there are some YouTube channels, or at least I know one that does Um, like they he, – he buys the comics and he – does them live like on YouTube like he shows you like he basically goes through the oh, really? comic and he like brings it to life. That sounds really cool. And he, and he really like cool. he voices the comics and he so he does like Star Wars right now. Um so he like the Darth Vader ones just came out so he'll bring the comic books to life and he'll he basically go through the whole story of of Darth Vader with him doing the characters and it's like that's really good really YouTube cool. animation. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's really really cool cuz that's my thing like I have horrible ADD OCD all the letters so when I was little I never really read like I would cheat and have my sister do my book reports and horrible things like that so I didn't learn to read I think it was like in my senior year in high school I was like at barely a ninth grade level of reading because I'm a visual person and it would just like I would read a sentence and I wouldn't retain it so I'd have to read a sentence three times so I can visualize it in my head and then I'd remember it so I was really bad at remembering stuff that I read so I really wish I read more which is why I Got so into the art world, but little by little, I've been getting more into it, um, especially now doing kids' books. And there's certain books that stand out to me and make me want to read them, which is the types of books that I'm working on now, the, the ones that catch my interest. Because I figure there's other people out there who it's hard. You know, it's like, oh, look, a butterfly. Oh, no, but look at that color over there and that light bulb over there. It's just really easily (laughs) distracted. Basically our
1: interview right now, right? Basically this. Basically this. Speaking of your book real quick, before you continue on with this story, I just want to say the ones that you're coming out with, do you have a specific emotion for each one or something that you want
0: to get out of the story? Or it's just like you just come up with it on the fly? I kind of sit there. I guess it would be on the fly, but I kind of sit there like one of them is already written and it's called A Girl and Her Fish. And it's inspired by a painting that I did of um, a girl with blue hair. She had blue hair, like a two foot neck. And buck teeth and this weird koi dragon fish that's wrapped around her neck. And oh, that- I saw
1: that. That that's that. I saw that on your Instagram. We yes. you just recently like posted like a, yes. a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't think I put the story to her. So her, no. I already wrote the story. And hers is kind of like one of those Susian stories that kind of rhyme. Um, but that one's more like an adult version of one. But I've done it before where I just kind of like I'm making up each sentence as I go along. And that's the second one that I, I'm sorry, that's the third one that I've done. The other one's called um the boy of silver. And it was, um, they basically kind of like one sentence just leads to the end. And I realized that both of these stories at the end they have a really nice moral. Like the last line of the girl and her fish one, I believe it says. Um, <laughs> my brain, my brain, hang on. It's okay. <laughs> unless you, love, unless you, open the gates of the keys in your mind, leaving feelings of judgment and hatred behind. Um, a hug goes a long way. I'm sorry. A, kiss goes a long way but a hug's even better for a girl can be happy if you only let her so basically like each sentence kind of led and at the end it just was like a feeling of acceptance of yourself in both of them and the boy of silver one is basically he's born silver and then his family can't know so he paints himself gold the entire time and then halfway through it he realizes screw this i'm gold i'm sorry i'm silver i'm gonna let them know i'm silver that's so cute it's kind of like um uh, how like maybe a transgendered person might like going through life I- absolutely you know? and for me it was more about being gay because I didn't come out till I was 16. Um, so it was a struggle for me. And that's part of why I was goth and I would hide behind my hair for a little bit because I didn't want anybody to notice me. So you basically like, you're like I'm not cam goth. I'm not. I'm just vamp. I'm vamp right now. <laughs> but um, but mainly the the boy of silver when I wrote it in high school. And it's still true to me because when I read it back with these different like transgender issues or queer issues um, or any issue of just wanting to be that you're different and wanting to for people to accept you exactly how you are, even though they don't know you're that way. And kind of a story of coming out. Um, the Boy of Silver really, really stands out for me that for that one because I was making it up as I went along, like each sentence at a time. I was like, oh, that'll rhyme. That'll be cool. That'll be rhyme. That'll be cool. It's um, crazy that as an adult, you might see that. But as a child, you might
1: not like – it might not be in the forefront of your mind where you don't notice it. But subconsciously, you, you just relate to it so much that you start mm-hmm. to find these little things in – art that like help you find out who you really are as a person and mm. I feel like that's a story if I was younger that probably would have helped me a lot as a child absolutely like be comfortable with or help me identify who I am as a person because I knew I was gay since I was like four and so yeah. like but I didn't know what me the too. word was or like what it meant until yeah. you start getting older but I think if I had like literature or art or anything or movies which there wasn't a lot back in the day um, to help me figure out like what the word was what it meant and
0: what, that it was okay like yeah. I think that's really awesome that you're making that story too. Yeah, know? and that for me too, like on top of not reading in the first place, right? Um for me when I was little, um I had a kind kinda had like a hard growing up. Not going into too much into it, but it was very complicated, right? Does it bother you to get into detail now? Like you no, can go I to mean, detail if you want. To, okay. Yeah. So let's see. So when I was little from uh let's see how ooh, let's see how dark this can get really. Ooh, okay. So when I was little, not anymore. So my dad lives with us, my parents are separated, but they live together and my dad's great and awesome Was to learn. learned to love me. But it was really hard on my parents, mainly my dad, for uh for me to be gay. And when I was little, um my my wrists would snap and I'd, I'd have lots of gay mannerisms even though i didn't know any gay people it was just feminine mannerisms that i guess i picked up from my mom or people around me or people that i liked most likely right do you um, think some of those just come naturally to you like they they're did. just like instinct to like did. how you should react like I do not have to pick it up from somebody absolutely like i think it was subconscious so i don't think i would purposely stand like this like a little t-rex but it really like, were you a chunky kid no, I wasn't. I was okay. like they thought I had tapeworms. I was super skinny. What happened? I don't know. But that I wasn't had, a like, read, by the no, way. <laughs> I, see I see how it is. But um, for me, it was it was just natural because I remember him like beating the shit out of us when I was little, which sucks. He used to drink a lot more. He doesn't drink anymore. Um, but he would beat the shit out of us because or out of me because I would have T Rex arms, and I'm like my arms just naturally fall in this position. Like I'm not doing it on purpose. I'd purposely try not to do it so I won't get my ass kicked. But it just kept happening, and there was a lot of little stuff like that. And I knew I was gay since I was. The moment I remember realizing that I like boys was when I was seven. Excuse me. When I was seven, but it wasn't about, and it was really hard. Can we say bad words? I've been saying them the whole time. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is not like a. This is good. That's good. So when I was, I remember coming out to my mom when I was 16, and she's like, I just don't get why you like guys. And I was like, well, I just, I feel more comfortable with the guy. It's not so much. Was it hard for you to come out? It was surprising to my mom, to my mom and Mm -hmm. my my dad was super easy because I was already over his ass. (laughs) But my mom was super easy, but she just didn't. I thought she'd be a lot more understanding. She just kept telling me she just didn't understand. She didn't hate me for it. She wasn't mad at me. She just didn't understand it. What is it like in
1: like I I come from like a Mexican background. Mm -hmm. So uh, how is it? How's it accepted or
0: handled Um, in a Cuban like background? Well, now, I mean, there's a lot of like in every uh, Latinx community. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of machismo. Uh-huh. Just like in the black yeah. community as well. There's a lot of like, a man's a man. Men don't cry. All this other stuff. So like... There was a lot of physical abuse because I had from my dad because uh, also he was drinking a lot more. But um, there was a lot of physical abuse because, like, I remember at one point my mom, to- he told my mom that I was gay because she didn't take me to the doctor. So it was like a psychological problem. And I was in high school. I was the president of the Gay and Straight Alliance Club. And I remember, like, standing up in front of the Christian Coalition because they kept taking away the rights for us to get fired if we were sexual orientation or they took it off or they put it on and took it off or they put it on. And one of the things I went up there and said when I had to speak to the city councilor, I can't remember who the hell they were, um, Because a lot of the Christian uh, coalition people would go up and say, hey, this is a choice. And we don't think choices. What if I chose to have sex with a sheep? Then should I – you know, they always have the same stupid examples. (laughs) And I went up there being a 16-year-old kid still getting picked on and called faggot in school and all this other stuff. And I went up there and I was like, this isn't a choice. If it was a choice, I would choose not to get beat up. I would choose not to get thrown footballs at or basketballs at me. I would choose – not to be singled out. I would choose the opposite. Who the hell would purposely torture themselves like this every day of their lives, telling them from the, your friends and family telling you're going to go to hell because God doesn't love gay people, to kids at school picking on you 24 hours a day. Like, who would choose this? Nobody would choose this. i change it immediately. Did that affect your, like, your self-esteem and self-worth whenever you were younger? You know what? I think until I was 16, when I finally came out, my relationship with my mom didn't really develop. And I thought, because you always think you're you, right? You always think you're the same exact person. But I had a... I'm going to say like a group therapist in high school. And on my senior year, it had already been two out, two years since I had come out and I was getting straight at alliance club. Um, it had been two years. And she's like, I just want to point out that you're a sunflower now. And I was like, what do you mean I'm a sunflower? I'm awesome. And she it's was like, like, I've been a motherfucking sunflower. I've been fucking shiny. <laughs> and she's like, when you first came this to me, this girl is on fire. <laughs> she was like, um, when you first came to me, you were really quiet and you wouldn't speak and you wouldn't talk to people. And now you talk to everyone. So I guess like this big, like social butterfly that you see, like you were saying at the convention, I like talking to people before it wasn't like that. I was, I guess, a recluse, and I didn't want people to make connections with me. And it was mainly because I didn't want people to catch me saying something gay or doing something gay. And it was, it's all in your head at the same time, but it's just regular life for you, so it doesn't feel weird. You just know that you always feel uncomfortable, and you don't want people to catch you. And I guess from somebody being outside of the picture going, hey, you've changed so much, I'm like, what are you talking about? She's, and, and for that was like a self reflection on me. She was like, You've changed so much and you're such an extrovert now. Is extrovert the one when you talk to people? Yeah. Okay. She's like, You're such an extrovert now. I had to look up definitions here. <laughs> and it's just kind of like that personal reflection going like, Oh, I guess, I guess, like you said, you do change. And luckily in my case, it was for the better because there was a lot of times where I felt defeated and I wanted to give up in a metaphorical Did you way. ever
1: have a, a suicidal talk like back in those dark times when you were like vamp? I, uh,
0: I didn't mainly because I'm terrified of death Mm because when I was little, uh, my godfather passed away when I was like four and that always kind of stuck with me. So I was like, I had Peter Pan syndrome. Like I remember being seven and crying to my parents. I don't want to die. I don't want anybody to die. (laughs) So I always had like a fear of death. So I never wanted to hurt myself, but I knew of a lot of people who did hurt themselves or unfortunately commit suicide because they just couldn't take it anymore because they couldn't see like an eventually like, which like remember those, it gets better videos, which are really simple. Like it really gets better. It's nice to say the words, but when you're. In a place where I was in those dark places and you feel like you're completely alone for anybody just to say, hey, it gets better. You're not alone is such a world changing thing.
1: Do you reach out to the community? Do you like volunteer for like younger gays to help them? Like, I haven't really get in Houston,
0: better? but I want to. Um, okay. I used to a lot in Florida, but since I've been here, I'm, I've just been so busy with like behind on clients because it's technically my 24 yeah. hour job. But I want to. And my main thing is I want to do more gay and queer art. Like, I realized I Yeah, I, I saw a... some things on, on Instagram. Nasty. Well, they weren't uh, nasty. Well, they're little cute ones. Well, yeah. there's a eat a dick plate over there, which is great. It's got little yeah. happy wieners all yeah. over it. But um, I realized um when I was developing is my art. Is there a gay kid book coming along? Like, or it's actual, like, I can love tell you a story? piece of the story for that one. Oh. Now that we're not all over the place in the first place. But so I want to do more gay stuff because I realized that as I developed my art, I wasn't really drawing men because at the time, I don't want anybody to know i was gay right yeah. so i just got used to mainly painting women and other stuff and i realized i want to paint more men because it's my own like i think it's my own mental block of like oh, i could i could draw some i mean i could do it i just haven't done it so i've started drawing more like cute little cartoony guys with their little wiener out or like the eat a dick plates or a bag of, a bag of dicks bags just because it's a sense of humor realis- realistically other than being gay sexuality is nothing to be ashamed of everything has a sense of humor you know
1: now that we're on the subject of like gay men, I would I went to the panel. We were at SuperCon and mm-hmm. there was um I they had a gay panel. And I was like, what? I didn't know that they were saying. but they had put it in a basically like away from the actual con. It was like in mm-hmm. this room in a separate corner by itself. No one was there. There was like no traffic. It was mm-hmm. like basically like, oh, it's we were like secluded. Like you're mm-hmm. we like that that child, that, that red-headed child kind yeah, of yeah. thing. You know? Of child. Yeah. And so I was like I'm glad they had these panels but also like why do we have to be so far away from the actual people because Mm. apparently it's a family event and so I guess and you had to be 18 and
0: up to go in so like we had some like young gay Was it a hentai panel or was it a gay panel? It was a gay panel, okay? Because I know the hentai panel, you have to be eighteen because you're basically coloring dicks and, and no, jazz. no, no. It okay, was, okay.
1: It, was um, a, it was um artists that did like gay literature, like gay novels, and okay. then there was like a, there was like a straight guy that that like his stories focused around like homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there were these young kids that were coming in. They're like, sorry, you can't be in here to be eighteen and older. And I was like, this is why they should be here because these people yeah. can help them. They're the ones who need yeah, the support. W- yeah, they, they need support, right? But. The, one, the reason I brought that up is because um, one of the artists that he, that was one of the writers that was on the panel, he brought up the cover of Supercon. And um, you did the cover of Supercon, which was great, by the way. It was, it was oh, so cute. please tell me the rest of this story because I yeah. heard something else. Go on. Yeah. And so he basically. I felt like he was angry that the fact that there was no gay representation on the cover. And I was like, oh, hold on. Excuse me. I was like basically trying to stick up with you. I was like, what what, do you, what, what, would you say if I told you the artist is homosexual? And he, and he basically got more disappointed that there was not like gay representation on the cover. And I was like, "Um, first of all, Steven Universe, Steven is fucking gay as fuck. Yeah. All right. And also, so my, my question to you is is do you feel it was needed or and how do
0: you res- would you respond to like his comments that's a good one i thought you were talking about th- i did one other cover just going off subject for one second. Yeah, so sure. I did one other cover, which I think was for Paradise City con mm-hmm. Um and they so the characters when I do it on the covers, usually it's um celebrity guests or voice actors that are going. So I'll basically be like, Okay, the voice of Barbie, who's Erica Lindbeck, one of my best friends. Um <laughs> so if the voice of Barbie's coming, we've got to put Barbie on there and this and that. Cause mainly these are visual like TV shows and actors and shows for movies. So you want to promote that those celebrities are gonna be there. So right off the bat, you're like, Oh my god, I didn't know that Master Shake was gonna be there. I didn't know that Barbie was gonna be there. Um so the covers I usually do like some sort of mashup for that. So people go like, oh my god. gosh I didn't even know they're gonna be here because why would I draw like a chicken if this is a pig convention right We want to have something so people connect to it going back to that I don't think it was needed I mean it sounds it sounds bad right and I'm a gay person and I will I stand up for gay rights and everything and I think everybody has the right to choose to love or to hate me I don't care I'm living my life and living my true life but, and I'm all about supporting the gay community. Did I feel like I had to force some gay icon in there? No, I don't think I don't think I have to. Just like a Power Rangers movie. I don't think you have to put in a black person. You don't have to put a person in a wheelchair. You don't have to put a white, a Hispanic, and an Asian. They could just be a group of people just like in a real human life. You don't have to represent every gender and species. If you want to, that's awesome. If it's part of the character, awesome. But I think to force it to be in there just to say that you did, I think that's kind of kind of pa- depending on it. Right. That's kind of pandering to the audience like, oh, look, well, you have to love this. You have to love the Ghostbusters movie, because if you don't love it because they're all women, then you're not a feminist and you hate women. Yeah, I thought the Ghostbusters movie, the new remake was fucking hilarious. I thought so. Too. I thought so it was really beautiful, funny, too. but I didn't compare it to the old. And I'll just like, I just love this interpretation of it. I love it. It's new again and it's fresh. Did I hate it? Because uh, I love Kristen Wiig. And um, who's the other main character? I don't uh, know their name? names. Right, ah. see your heart. Well, uh, Jenny McCarthy's sister. <laughs> yeah. the one, that chick. She's that awesome. One. That one girl that was uh, in that one movie. That one, yeah. So I think they're freaking comedy bombs. Was there a couple, like, I mean, like they're awesome. They're big explosions of hilariousness. Was there a couple times where they're acting together? I was like, oh, it just seems they're, they're kind of outshining each other. Sure, but did I love the movie as a whole? Yes. Did I love the movie because they were women and that should empower women? No, I just love the movie because it was a good movie. I didn't hate it because they were all women. I didn't love it because they were all women. I just loved it because they were people and they were funny as shit. And it was a good movie. That was it. So I think sometimes when movies or shows or comic book covers just put something in there to be like, look, look, look. Yeah, yeah, we do it too. Then I think it's awesome depending on who it's coming from. Like when Cheerios did an awesome commercial. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it. Cheerios did an awesome commercial. Uh-uh. That was – it was a white lady with her daughter who had curly hair. And they're talking about the dad being lazy on the couch. And not doing something. She's like, well, go give him some Cheerios. So the daughter goes to give him Cheerios. And it's a black man laying on the couch. And people blew up. And they were like, people are like, I'm no longer going to eat Cheerios. Because how dare you put a what? black man with a white woman. In this I was like, this is Cheerios we're talking about. It's not that serious. And you're all assholes one for having these opinions. Yeah. But that's fine. Just don't eat Cheerios. And Cheerios doubled down. And later on, they were like, oh, cool. Now we'll do a gay couple. Because <laughs> we can't. don't give a fuck if you don't support us. <laughs> uh, and I thought that was great. So as a brand... Were they in my eyes, were they pandering? No. They were basically saying, if you don't like it, then don't eat our fucking cereal. Yeah. Just like Target did. If you don't like it, too fucking bad. You don't have to come and you know have our service provided to you or buy our product, but we're not going to change our opinion. But also, we're not just going to put gay people out there just to be like, hey, gay people, yeah. come on down. We support you too. Some of them do it, some of them don't. Did I have to put a gay icon on there? No, I don't think I did. It would have been cool. Yeah, I'm a gay person. That doesn't mean I have to. I'm not the president of the gay people. I don't have to stand for re-election every single day of my life. I'm just, you know, a gay person, just like I think you are.
1: Yeah. Well, um, you know, it's funny that you say you think you are because when I met you, I like, I was like, is he gay? I Can't I don't really know. He I did have be... a dick in
0: my mouth, so that should have. No, I didn't. I didn't. No, <laughs> you, I mean, you probably would have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I would have. But, I, but I was like, is he gay? What? maybe he is but he doesn't really seem like he is but he's really like loud and he's got like a bright shirt in the tank and i was like and he's wearing white sandals and i was like the white sandals says he's gay I was, like, yeah. He's probably, <laughs> yeah he's probably gay but let me but then i was like and his logo looks like a butthole so like it doesn't look like I was, a butthole like, he's probably gay so i was like i was gonna ask you does is that intentional did you make the word pop look like a butthole on purpose because you made it pink and
0: look like a butthole and i was like
1: what? Is he telling me he likes rosebuds? I was like, what's going on here?
0: Can I say that originally <laughs> it was a lighter shade of pink and it looked even more baboon asshole-ish and I was informed that it was straight up a butthole and I was like, I just like, because it looks like bubblegum popping. And yeah. For me it was like bazooka, like bubblegum pop, right? Yeah. So I wanted it to be like a bubble popping, but it does look like an asshole a <laughs> it bit. It does. But I will say it looked more like an asshole before I changed it to that hot pink color. Where
1: did Rooster Pop come from? Because that's the name of oh, your actual man. brand, right? Yeah. Cause well, you got a cock a rooster, and then you have like uh, uh the pop, which is like a butt It's like a dick in a butt So that's basically
0: saying you're a top. You know what? You're not very far off. <laughs> okay. uh, so there's two stories to rooster pop. So okay. rooster pop. I like the contrast. So rooster means like Did, I I don't you notice, but I'm very intuitive. Yeah, yeah, you read minds practically. Um, so rooster comes from in my in my mind, right? Rooster means like country paintings and just simple and like farmhouses and crosses and horses so for me it was like traditional painting so rooster meant like that just traditional americana and then pop to me meant like modern and different and neon colors so i like the contrast of rooster pop meaning like or the contrast of like just regular everyday meets the explosion of color type thing does it also secretly mean cocksucker? Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, it doesn't. Punch. Mm-hmm. Well, rooster also means cock and pop. I thought meant lollipop, which means some people call a pop a sucker. So technically it means cocksucker. But um, but for me, it's more the contrast of just like classical art and just like every lowbrow thing that people don't consider art at the same time. Because a lot of people like I draw cartoon stuff, don't consider cartoons an art form. But when I was little, the only Van Goghish, uh, uh, Frida Kahlo, Picassoish thing I knew was like. Eureka's Castle and uh, David the Gnome and uh, everything on Nickelodeon and Rugrats and that to me was art and it was living art because it was moving and creating characters Um, so sometimes like uh, I heard recently I'm trying not to specify I heard recently um, wait why don't you want to specify because I don't want to call a bitch out okay (laughs) Um, uh, but I was recently informed that one person told a friend of mine um, and she said that she didn't really care for my art because all I really did was draw other people's stuff and I was like Okay, I can see you making that judgment. That's fine. Yeah. You know, in the same way that, I don't know, Andy Warhol painted Marilyn Monroe, who was a human person, or he just painted cans, Um, or um, when you painted Mona Lisa, that's just like a picture, it's just a woman, Um, or when somebody paints Star Wars or Darth Vader, does their art or their craft no longer count because they painted Darth Vader because it belongs to somebody else. So for me, it's like art is everything, and the pop culture pop literally means the pop culture... The pop in pop culture actually means popular culture. And my popular culture was Nickelodeon. It is Cartoon Network. It is Flapjack and Adventure Time and Bob's Burgers and all this fun cartoon stuff that to a lot of people isn't art, but to me it is. Yeah. And I like the contrast. Like I said, Rooster Pop, I do beautiful oil paintings too of like girls with long necks and blue hair and turquoise. And I have great technical skill with that. But I also love like, Farts and cartoons and ugly like wiener noses at the same time.
1: How do you handle criticism when it comes from people like your friends or people online whenever you when they send you messages? What do you read comments from people?
0: I read everybody's comment. Okay. Um, they don't they don't hurt my feelings. If you know I've ne- my feelings have never been hurt because somebody didn't like something. And whenever I do commission stuff like a lot of artists will charge to do the sketch at first. And then if you like it, then they'll charge you to do the thing. But for me, I'm like, I'll do the sketch for free, even though it's stupid because you're probably not gonna you might say no and mm-hmm. I wasted my time. But I'll do my sketch for free because if you don't like it or you hate it or you want me to change it, I don't want you to feel like you have to pay for something that you didn't like. But um I don't really get too much. I don't think I get any hate stuff. Oh, good. Um I got one bad comment, which was I was doing um a Kickstarter once and I did a YouTube video and I was like, hey, this is I my product. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Did, <laughs> did you read the comment? I think I deleted the comment. I don't think I did. Because I wanted to be a bitch, but I was like, you're going to make me seem like a petty little bitch. <laughs> no. P-R-E-T-T-Y. Um, So basically, the only comment I got was like, why is it that every artist asking for money has a douchebag beard? And I'm like, really? What? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah. My Kickstarter wasn't successful. That's fine. It you wasn't? Know, it was. It wasn't successful. Oh. Well, my thing was, I thought it would promote itself. Okay. And I didn't promote it at all. So I learned, you know, everything's a learning lesson. But I, that was the one comment that I got. And I was, it didn't hurt my feelings. I was like, hey, you anonymous piece of shit. You know, fuck you, too. I'm sure when you fart, you shit yourself. But at the same <laughs> time, I was like, I'm not going to be as low a level as you yeah. are. And you're going to make me look bad yeah. by responding to your stupid ignorance. So I am just like, delete. That's how much you don't matter. Just delete. So I haven't really gotten any negative. So stuff.
1: that Kickstarter basically was you asking people to like you were going
0: to put them in the background of the art, right? Yeah. So I was going to actually even put because Kickstarter is all about supporting the artists and that you like their project and you like their stuff. So my idea was what way to really um, focus on the people. Who support you than actually putting it in it. So excuse me. Sorry. One tiny bird. <laughs> um so my thing was to put you in it, then each person that donated I was gonna do a digital silhouette of them and actually put them onto the fabric, which is gonna be like a fainting couch and some dresses and stuff. Looking back at it, do you think that was a great idea as a concept for the piece of art? I um I think I didn't fully flesh out that full project i just want to see if i can have accessible uh-huh. project, and if kickstarter worked in that case it didn't work because i also didn't promote it at yeah. all and i learned a lot i have um three friends like i have a friend called philip swift who is director of um uh, dark side of disney and another movie called the bubble which is a documentary on um celebration orlando which is the bubble of like disney it was gonna be this whole land uh, but he did dark side of disney it's like adult versions that love disney like why do we love disney there's there's Groups that aren't gangs, but they go to Disney all dressed up either in pinup wear or like leather wear. But it's like the Pixies and they're like like badass Disney fans and they're great. So he did a documentary. So I did a cover for um, uh, the DVD cover for his documentary for Dark Side of Disney. But he had a a couple successful Kickstarters and he gave me some tips on how they work and how they don't work. And he used mine. I was like he asked me and I was like, you could use mine as an example of one that doesn't work where I had a really good graphics. I had good verbal skills. I had a decent project, but I didn't promote it at all. Compared to another person, they had that like the quality was crap and this project wasn't that great, but they promoted the shit out of it. So it was, it was also a learning lesson for me with that. But um, do you have any other Kickstarters in the works? Going back to the question a minute ago with the silhouette thing. Uh-huh. So my next Kickstarter, when I finally do my kids book that I'm writing and illustrating, because like I said, I'm working on two right now. The one that I'm working on, um, I'm going to go back to that silhouette idea. But instead of being um, the silhouettes of the people um, for one of the stories, I need lots of background characters. So I thought, wouldn't it be cool if you contribute a certain amount you can actually be in the story? That sounds better. That sounds way better. Yeah. And it'll be in a funny little wiener style. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, why not? Because I, I re- I'm all about Myself, I like supporting artists as well in any way that I can. And even when I don't have money, like I said, if there's an artist who um, doesn't have a lot of work compared to the people next to them that have 500, I'd rather buy from them and support them so their art can continue to grow. And I, you know, not that I expect the same back, but I think if you like my stuff, then if you support it, then I can obviously make more of it. That's how this art thing works.
1: That's what I felt like. I was so, when I, 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 when I saw your table, I was like, man, he does such great work. It's like, I got to support this guy. I was like, I'll take this, I'll take this, I'll take this, I'll take this. Yeah. Because uh, it was like, I want you to do more because I want you to be successful in life. And it's like, and yeah, I couldn't like
0: buy like a $1,000 worth, but I gave you yeah. what I could. I was like, I want to help you like do your thing. You yeah, know? yeah. And as an artist, I mean, that that really makes it for me because the only way that I, I mean. By the way, your friends that were there that day were so cool. Which ones were they? Um, Behind the
1: table? Yeah. It was your boyfriend and it was like, um also
0: was it beef Beef? was she a large Beef. beef. yeah yeah that's my big sister her name is beef because she's large and in charge and she's like (laughs) you're gonna call me fat i'm the president of fat i am beef fuck with it so um but yeah she's awesome she was so cool yeah she's the best right now she's in miami i'm waiting for her i'm waiting for her to come back so she can help me get back on the ball (laughs) um but uh but when whenever you and that's one thing i think a lot of people don't know that when you buy from an artist at these conventions like it'd be nice to assume like say i made like. $3,000, right? It's nice to assume that I'm just going to go party with that money and and just buy drinks and food. I'm not. Usually, I mean, like the pickle fabric here costs me $30, $35 a yard, just the fabric. Then I have to get the backing fabric and I have to make pillows. The only way I can continue to make any new stuff or anything at all is if I sell stuff. So all the money that I make at the conventions, basically, I recycle it into doing more new stuff. So the more like the kid's book is going to come out of getting funded as well by supporters, right? Because I mean, When are you going to launch this Kickstarter for the book? So that one's going to be before um, June for sure. Cause right now I'm working on these two kids books and then I'm going to work on mine. And then I have four. Four stories, one already written, which is the girl and her fish. And then the three other ones, I'll I'll give you a brief, quick summary of each one. One is um, a little dinosaur who's that little kid over there. So it's the last little human and he goes to the moon because he's the last human on the moon and he Mm -hmm. goes to the moon. I'm sorry, the last human on Earth. And he goes to the moon to see if there's any life there. And he discovers that there's um, he or she um discovers them, them. they <laughs> them thou uh, thou discovered that there uh <laughs> that there's dinosaurs on the moon and the reason there's dinosaurs is because they never went extinct because they weren't on earth when the extinction happened so there's a cool like little kind of like dinosaur hybrid kid that he meets so that's that one um the other one is a gnome um that i haven't named yet but it's a gnome basically in a certain age these gnomes get like magical power so like they turn 13 or something and they get magical powers, and they have this thing in school, like their graduation, and they each have to do a, a spell. Um, so everybody starts doing theirs, and then he goes to do his, and he and it's supposed to come out of your hands. And he tries, and he tries, and it doesn't work, and he fails, and he feels really sad. He goes home, and they're doing like a, a graduation party, and he's really sad, and he gets really weird and awkward because he didn't graduate. And he gets so nervous, he farts at the dinner table. <laughs> and then his chair turns into a bunny. And then he realizes <laughs> that his farts are magical. So he starts farting on everything, including his grandmother, and everything just keeps changing. And that one's kind of like, it's a really silly story. That is very silly. Yeah, I was
1: like, yeah. And also kind of kinky, like there are it's people dirty. who are like... Oh my God, like, it's a scatting story. Yeah. What have I done? <laughs> uh,
0: no wonder you love it. Um, did we mention we're sitting in bathroom stalls right now, just pooping and talking? But that one is, I mean, the, the underlying message I want with most of these stories, and it's something that we talked about earlier, was... Uh, a feeling of like you're perfect the way that you are so in in the little gnomes aspect is like he didn't have magical powers out of his hands like everybody else does but his farts are magic so even though it's a weird nasty thing it's still like you're still special in your own yeah. way so you're still magical but it's out your butt not out your hands yeah um and that's you know talking about the girl and her fish and talking about um little the little boy of silver um i think the message that i wish that i would have gotten when i was little was no matter what's happening to you you're perfect the way that you are and even though you're going to grow and change the way that you are is, is the best way that you're going to be that, that's it and you can only get better at being you instead of trying to be somebody else and that's the, sto- the story that i really want to work into um the children's books because that's not a message that i got um and the other story is um it's going to be a flip book where it's one side is one story and then the back side like you reverse the book and it's a different story mm-hmm. and it's about a cat that wants to be a dog and the other side is the dog that wants to be a cat Aww. so kind of touching on transgender issues, but not just transgender issues because yes. it put, could be a color or race issue or it could be a coming out issue or any other issue where you're basically- you're, Or just like can, also like an emotional issue where like I want to be less angry or yes. less sad. I want to yep. be happy. You know? yep. So with so with the basic concept, because this one for sure is for kids and I wanted to touch, it's not so much that I don't want to mention the word gay because I don't think it's just a gay issue. I just want it to be a dog who wants to be a cat and a cat who wants to be a dog. And when children read stuff, I think they just see the basics of everything. Yeah. There's no need to go into details. You, like you just assume it, right? So in the story, um, it's reversible. It's called Ta and Lawrence, which secretly means tolerance. Um, so the cat's Aww. Ta, Lawrence is a dog. Um, and it's just like simple things. It's not that like when I was coming out to my mom where she would, where I was saying earlier, she just couldn't understand why I wanted to be with a man at some point. i tell her, Well, it's 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 not about blowjobs, mom. It's just I feel more comfortable. I feel more accepted, I feel right when I'm with a guy than when I'm with a girl. So same thing with the cat and the dog. So with Ta who wants to be a dog, like this cat just wants to. Barry Bones and just wants to catch balls and just wants to wear a collar and wants to get walked. That's all it is. It has, <laughs> well, to catch balls means something. Else. But I mean, other than just wanting those basic things, it's not a sexual orientation issue. It's not a race issue. It's just somebody wanting to be something just different a cat issue. and being, yeah, it's just a cat issue. Bitches, man, bitches. Um, but just the issue. Oh, man, it's <laughs> is getting so dirty. I love it. But basically it's that like I want, I, I, I want to teach the thing that I wasn't able to read or learn when I was little where it was just like, hey, you're, you're great the way that you are. And there's a lot of kids books out there that mainly when there's a girl role, not all of them, obviously. There's a lot of ones where it's like the little girl doesn't know her worth and she realizes this and everybody thinks she's a loser. And then she finds out she's awesome and she learns that she's awesome. And people kind of think she's awesome now because now she's awesome. And my books, I want to teach that you were already a badass. And now instead of you having to learn that you're a badass, you knew you were a badass the whole time and the world learned how much of a badass you are. Like Like, I want a badass little chunky girl to be the main role. Yeah. Yeah, I want it to be a chunky girl who doesn't have like a beautiful face. She's just a girl who exists and she's not ugly on purpose. She's not skinny on purpose. She's not fat on purpose. She's just a person who is awesome and great at what she does. And everybody around her doesn't like it. And they get over it. And then they realize she was the one who was perfect the entire time. I love that. they didn't have to adapt yeah. to that. You do know? you
1: ever plan on going
0: to make more like an adult kind of graphic novel or any animations coming out? Like do you um, So times? the girl and her fish, I actually want to make it into a stop motion animation. But that's further down the line just because that takes a lot of time yeah. and mainly money. Um, but as an artist, you kind of grow your brand, right? Like Mickey Mouse was a little drawing that Walt Disney did. It was originally rabbit. Um, but he just did a drawing and then he pitched it and he moved it and he moved it. And I mean, he didn't draw Snow White and the seven dwarves. He didn't draw Peter Pan. He didn't have to voice. Uh, you know uh, Cinderella is just you start building your brand right and your characters and your concepts and your ideas and you grow those brands into getting bigger projects and bigger stuff and look what Disneyland and Disney World is now whether we agree with all their stuff or not (laughs) you kind of grow what your art and what you want your vision to be so same thing with with rooster pop like I want to do so much more I'm dying to get I love puppets and dark crystal I got to get a um, thanks to my friend uh, Melissa Doss um, I got to get a tour of the Jim Henson creature shop in California which basically I just wanted to jizz on everything Is the cleanest and that's safest way to send it. book that's coming I, out. I've jizzing on everything with little Timmy. I'm like, I mean, I saw, I don't know if you grew up with Jim Henson stuff. I'm suddenly, I don't know names. Okay. Well, yeah. Jim Henson's is like Kermit the Frog, Miss okay. Piggy, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fraggle Rock, and stuff like that. There are my Fraggles over there. I did, yeah. Um, So um, I got to see like the oh, actual doozer. Yes. Yeah. Um, So I got to see like the actual doozer puppets and the dinosaur heads from dinosaurs and like the gelflings from Dark Crystal. And like, it was so awing. But the fact that I was there, I only got to meet Melissa because I went to a convention and I was an artist there and I was visiting. I got to and make those connections. So you start growing your brand, not on purpose, but surely by mistake. Like, I mean, I did an aerial pillow and because you like aerial, you spoke to me. And because we spoke, we found out that you do a podcast and because you do a podcast, we did an interview and because I did interview. Well, it, heard it, it no, was no, no.
1: Uh, it was um, not aerial. It was um, what you call it. Um, Rick and Morty. That's how I that was, I was it like pickles. No, it was actually Rick and Morty. It was like I was like, oh my god, I love, I love oh, the, the Rick and telephone Morty. game one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was like this uh, little um postcard that you had made. and I was like, oh my god, I fucking love all this stuff. It's the best.
0: It's yeah. the best. But I do that stuff because I love doing it, and and, and he was in there with all the chicks. You remember? Oh, yeah. the sexy Rick. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then I and then I saw more. And than a you did. No yeah. judgment. And a giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so you so, grow your brand. You grow. I mean, branding wise, that's how you grow up. But I don't. You don't grow it on, on purpose. It just happens on its own. If people like what you do, right? And if they like your personality, which is what I was saying, like the the person-to-person experience when it comes to conventions and shows and just your art in general, you have to have not a personable personality, but willing to meet new people and willing to put yourself out there and be vulnerable as well. Like if I go out there, I met this one guy who was like, so what do you do? And I was like, well, I draw cartoon stuff and I, I do fan art stuff and I do mashup stuff and I just do art that I love. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. So you just copy other other stuff. And I was like, Sure. Sure. That's exactly what I do. He's like, "You don't have any original stuff?" I was like, "I have nothing." I mean, I'm not going to win you over. I have nothing. I have I just yeah. steal everybody's things. I'm taking a picture of you and I'm going to sell that picture. Yeah. But it's like I just do what I love, whether you like it or you don't. If you like it, awesome. And if you don't, perfectly fine. There's a lot of stuff I don't like too, but I'm not going to tell people how to yeah. do stuff that I don't like. Just like just exist. It's okay. Yeah. So you
1: mentioned Nickelodeon um and 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 then you mentioned stop motion so a couple questions for you yes. um what were your what were like some of your favorite Nickelodeon shows and also what's oh, your favorite shit. stop motion show because I know that you had a lot of stop motion so I was like I'm gonna come prepared for this question myself yeah Just in case please. he interviews me again later yeah I will. <laughs> I'll test you, you yeah test. yeah so what was your favorite like Nickelodeon I- I'm gonna say back in our time because we're about the same age right yes okay 15 yeah yeah well I'm actually <laughs> I'm 19 by the way yeah sure I'm you eagle. are yeah you're practically uh, a fetus yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so what did, what was something that you watched as a child like every Saturday morning? Because at the end of the day, they were Saturday morning cartoons. They were Saturday.
0: I'm glad yeah. you looked up in your history books that it was on Saturday. No, <laughs> I that was my time. I, okay. that, you know, I looked uh, forward every Saturday morning. For me, it was hard because, I mean, what's weird is like a lot of people like judge how old they are or like their memories by like pictures in an album, right? For me, it's like what cartoon I was watching, which is a weird like tab that's in not, history. That's like, not weird. I did castle, the same thing. Right? Like I was watching, like I loved... He-Man was the first... Like, He-Man and... Daddy, uh, He-Man and Shira Yasbaj and um, <laughs> Ninja Turtles, but these are all like different. So, but uh, while I was watching that, I was watching David the Gnome and Eureka's Castle and the Smurfs, because that was, okay. what was on, right? And it depends on like if my family had cable at the time, so that depends on the taste too. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's like the main ones that stuck out. Like Rocko's Modern Life is awesome. Ariel Monsters, like when I really started noticing, like Ariel Monsters things, so the was my answer They're for my here, favorite. There's Oblina on top of uh, Icus Real Monsters yeah, was Yasmid. my fucking show. Real Monsters
1: in the X-Men show were like two uh, shows that were like. Duh. Da, they, da, 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 da. yeah that's part of my identity you know yeah 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 you're like what are you i'm an
0: x-men that's my yeah. gender. i'm, an uh, <laughs> I'm jubilee I'm from texas so yeah. i'm technically rogue <laughs> woke as fuck uh, but for me it was i mean i guess the main aspect of me noticing cartoons and loving was like rocko's modern life i like cat dog a lot but i didn't watch my that of it. was, cute. It was oh, cute oh what's
1: on cat on um, the cow and the chicken Cow
0: and chicken? Cow and chicken. Oh. <laughs> what was it called? Cow. Cow and chicken. <laughs> um, that was Red so good. was a really, really big one. That one was um, cute. Beavis and Butthead, I didn't, I don't know. I think I watched it mainly just to piss off my mom, but yeah. I watched the shit out of Beavis and Butthead. Okay. But a lot of stuff, and I mean, and I'm I'm years old see, now, and I still watch cartoons. See, if you can. Oh, I love
1: cartoons. I hate people who say, "Oh, cartoons are for kids." They're like, no, yeah. it's not. It's it's they have they have great stories, and the art is fucking amazing. Yeah, you know. But I I can never forget. Maybe you can help me. You probably can't. But there was this one cartoon that was about like these cow and chicken. No, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. It was like a there was a there was a zombie who had these like weird zombie powers. There was a guy like in a wheelchair. There was like it was this like really eclectic, diverse group. And they were of cartoons, like, yeah, of like characters, and I could not figure out the name we're talking of the seventies, eighties, nineties. Um, maybe nineties or eighties.
0: You're not talking about the kids who used to represent the Burger King kids. That it was like a black kid, a wheelchair, a ginger.
1: No, these were like actual, like. Like there was one that was like a, they were these two characters that were very similar. One was like a like a dead version, one was like a live version, I think. But there was like I, there was one specific zombie character in it that was like he he looked like a zombie and he had like zombie powers, but it was like he was an actual like talking character. And it was like all these like superhero characters that just looked like so. Weird and different.
0: And it were cartoons. It wasn't a reboot, car- it, was it a wasn't a CGI cartoon. It was
1: no, it was like it was like an X Men style kind of like cartoon and it was it had these very like diverse group of characters and I cannot think of the name of the cartoon to save my life.
0: I was gonna say Beetle or Beetle Bops, but that was a no. that was a live action. Yeah. And it's, a wheelchair. There was a kid character. There was in a, a character
1: in a wheelchair. There was like a zombie character. When you say
0: zombie powers, Define powers. I what don't is know. Like, powers? I think, I don't. I don't
1: remember. Like it, it's been so long ago. But that's one card. The power to
0: decay, rot. <laughs> yeah, oh no! Like, there goes my ear. Uh. Yeah,
1: I don't know. And I remember the the specific episode that like they were like in this broken down spaceship and they were fighting on the spaceship.
0: It was weird. Spaceship. It, yeah, it was like it was a. Really, it didn't look like Scooby Doo like back then. It looked like X Men time. It was
1: yeah. It was like a legit like they were like it was like X Men kind of like vibe where it was like um also yeah it was that kind of vibe. It was like these like really diverse group of, of, like, a cast of characters that weren't, like, cutesy. It was more, like, it was this, like, back in, like, the 90s, where it's, like, it's a serious, like, action, yeah. like, cartoon. It was, like, that vibe, you know? I'm,
0: I'm diving into my data bank in my brain right now. Yeah, and, and I've been looking. It's kill
1: me. It's killing me for, like, since b- many, many years. I cannot find the the name of this show, and I know when I see it, I'll know it, you know? It was around that time, also, where, like, there was this um, cartoon where it was, like, this girl who had, like, bat, she had, like, bat ears or something, and it was about that. was about a, it was about a guy who had like this wizard guy, little boy who had powers and they were like helping this wizard boy become like I don't know, it was weird. And that was a
0: cartoon too. That was a different one it was around that time. Yeah, so. Cuz as long as it wasn't like cuz there was like um like ThunderCats had like Mumra was kind of like a mummy, right? And there yeah. was like a lot of Scooby-Doo. I learned recently that there was a lot of Scooby-Doo spin-off shows, like a lot of like bootleg Scooby-Doo's, like uh-huh. literally like 50 shows. That were basically like this ragtag grab. Here's the nerd, but it's a boy. And here's another dog who's basically Scooby Doo, but white with a fedora on. Yeah, no, they're all like, like ghost that. hunters and shit. No, it was like
1: in the vein of like X Men, Mighty Max, and like that kind oh, of style of Mighty like, Max. yeah, it was like in that style of like action show who has like a really weird cast of like creatures, you know? God, you I don't know. think you're gonna find it. You're gonna need like it's
0: like you're gonna have to list like what if I'm looking at it right now, you don't know. I'm not looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah, you're but not. What if I was? <laughs> you, you're you not. It wasn't The Toxic well, Avenger, right? No. Let me see. Toxic Avenger? No. Oh my God, that looks familiar. What is that? Pick That's it up The Toxic Avenger. Okay, so he had a movie and then he had a, uh, I guess, a cartoon show. Let's type in Toxic Avenger cartoon. Hang on. But I don't think he went to, I don't know if he went to space. But you know, in the 90s, they went all over the place.
1: Yeah. I. It might, see, that one looked like kind of familiar, but maybe not exactly like that. I think this one was more like darker and less like cutesy. But like, look up The Toxic Avenger real quick. Maybe that is it. No, that no, that's too cutesy. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, later, like a, that's like in the yeah, that's like in the vein of like um Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles, and, yeah, 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 And this one's more a little bit more like um 90s serious.
0: I'm gonna do it as my homework. On your next podcast, you're gonna point out how Josie found this fucking wheelchair. Oh zombie my god! I will buy every powers. single one okay. of your pieces on your Deal. next Yeah, <laughs> Okay, I'll write that as a note. So nice. what's your
1: so what's your favorite uh stop motion movie? And what do you look like? What makes a great stop motion movie for
0: you as well? For me, is one just be fucking stop motion and the reason I say that the reason I say that, I was like that makes category one realness stop motion um, for me it's just what fascinates me about stop motion is like somebody had to sit there moving this tiny little piece of shit a billion times oh my god for me to for watch it for one minute and be like oh look that person walked across the screen across the screen and there's so many things to pay attention to and so many tiny details and I mean most of the times nobody reads the, I don't read through the credits and Be like oh look that artist did that scene but just to know that Artist, right? Because this is an art form. Somebody had to sit there and make Jack Skellington move fluidly or make the corpse bride's hair move like that it movie in the was wind. so beautiful. It oh was then, not like... great, but it was so beautiful. Exactly. Um, but then like even what Leica's been doing, like Leica um has been combining CGI effects as well, right? For bigger effects. But what they did to revolutionize the industry was like um the the freckled kid, the chunkier kid from Paranorman normally on that was a good motion. movie that was a really good movie that And so at good. Then when he was gay i was like yeah he's gay, gay? not paranormal the, oh, the muscle guy i didn't i don't remember that movie oh my god so at the end scene like the girl keeps trying to hit on the muscle guy the entire mm-hmm. time and he's played by i think like um who's batman ben affleck ben affleck's brother whatever his name is uh-huh. Timmy Affleck, right? <laughs> I think he does the voice of the muscle guy and at the end, the girl's been trying to hit on him the whole time and um, she says something. He's like, you know who'd really like hanging out with you? My boyfriend. He thinks you're great. He loves scary movies <laughs> and she's like, what? And I was like, what? It was pretty damn great because then she's you're like, like, snapping oh, into the Yeah, sweet. I was, I was. <laughs> but, um, and what's cool is like, it catches her off guard for a second, right? But then she's like, Oh, okay, and then they don't mention it, and it's okay because he just—he's a hot muscle guy. But I was like, "Oh, he's guy, okay, cool. Move the fuck on. It's yeah. not that serious. We yeah. don't need to make an entire national movement over it, and we don't have to point it out or not point it out. He's just—he has a boyfriend. Yeah. Awesome. But
1: it was a cool twist. Yeah, and uh, us like faggots over here, like, us
0: are right? we'll over here, like, snapping yes. our fingers, and we like live in for that moment. <laughs> and if you're not out, you're in the quietly in the back. of Yeah, like, <laughs> uh,
2: but that was awesome.
0: But that story-wise, yeah. that story was fucking amazing. But for me, it was um, the the chunkier kid, right? The not paranormal, but his his buddy. Um, he has freckles all over his face. And when it comes to stop motion, depending on the type of stop motion, some faces they stretch like a wire, other ones they do replacement animation, so they replace the face, depending on if the eyebrows move or the mouth or whatever it is. So they usually She's got Sid. Yeah. she's the first one to burp on the track. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> uh um so they can't do like freckles or a lot of details on these faces Uh because they have to repaint them and make a millions of these faces so what they did for most of the faces for Paranorman was um they did most of the movie in cgi the faces like the expressions how they talk they did everything computer graphics and then in 3d printing technology they printed the faces in 3d so since they're printing the faces whenever they stretch the faces in the computer it would move the freckles so it would print them exactly where they needed to be and then they just did replacement animation so they printed like 10,000 or 100,000, I don't know how many faces of these, but they were able to put a lot more color detail in them while still being stop motion um, and replacing somebody has to do all the movements and the body motions have to be moved. Um, But they really stepped it up with being able to add way more detail to them and make them seem way more realistic. Um, But for me, it's just stop motion is the craft that an artist has to sit there moving this nothing and make it seem like it has actual life. And that's what blows me away from yeah. it is taking a sculpture and making it come alive. I could never do that. That w- I would probably patience. like. Sh-
1: yeah, I don't have the patience for that. I would probably shoot myself. So Doctors don't have. Did the you patience. mention which one was your favorite?
0: I didn't. Um, I know everybody goes like Nightmare Before Christmas, and I love Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Well, here, let me give you mine. Maybe I'll help you like jog okay, up your me. memory. I'm gonna give you a few, okay? So I'm, like, I'm
0: flirting with your microphone. I'm like, oh, this feels nice on the tip of my. No, beard. it's okay. Like uh-huh.
1: you, you were like talking a little far now, so I probably should lower the gain a little bit because you were like not on it but it's okay Uh, you're good it's fine so uh (laughs) i mean it's phallic i'm always on mine that's true that's That's why i put this here so i don't blow my microphone (laughs) so i was when i was in high school i got into introduced to stop motion through wallace and grummet and then (gasps) and then (gasps) that just (gasps) became like the love of my life Um, those are such
0: good stories too yep
1: and it was such great work too i was like oh my god i love stop motion and so that was like the beginning of the end for me like where i was like well not the, the end but like it was the, the beginning, beginning of the my beginning. love yeah. Yeah, yeah uh for stop motion so i got into and um, like i when it, like i also loved like chicken run because of the comedy was so yep. funny and that's
0: my, my made by artiman films as well i believe it's Artman films okay. who does wallace and gromit the, the curse of the were rabbit bitch have you seen that one probably not that's a good one. It's, Oh, it's I, think I, have. And I think i have yeah 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 i and think I've seen instead every, of werewolf it's think, a wer- it's a were rabbit i think i've seen every wallace <laughs> and gromit
1: yeah it's... and also like a recent one um was kubo the the yes. the two string one. What yes. Yes. That was by Leica as well. That one I was like, oh my god, this is so beautiful and the action. I had never seen action like that in uh, yeah. stop motion. I was like, this is fucking
0: amazing. Yeah. Because some of my favorites. Like yeah. the, the hawk twins, the ones with the mask with the feathery oh, like jack I was like, I want that jacket.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want those skills, man. Yes! Like that. I I my favorite genre is like action movies. So like mm-hmm. I love like fan and fantasy. So like when you put fantasy and action together, I'm fucking sold
0: yeah and that movie when i saw the little um and it's even the most intricate things right and which is why i think i'm kind of i don't really have any but i'm kind of obsessed with miniatures at the same time i love because miniatures. of stop motion because you have to like i saw it for paranormal like the making of just to make one tiny little lamp like it showed you the process of making this one lamp that turns on in the library that's randomly in the background
1: one of my goals is uh to like learn how to make um like toys little toys like and so that can like just select little toys of like yeah
0: yeah I mean it's for me it's I mean it's just the craft that goes into that those tiny details and that's why I love stop-motion because you can't just put a chair in the background and have your character you have to create (laughs) a tiny chair yeah even if it's that one, you have to recreate it right so like um, fuck a lot I love all that shit. Like, for me, I want to say the ones that stood out to me is when it I was easier
1: little, to say what you're d- more disappointed in as it is to say uh, which one you love the most?
0: No, because honestly, I love them all in their, like, own special way. Because
1: okay. I was, like, really disappointed with Coraline, if that's how you say it. Yeah, Coraline. Coraline. What disappointed you about Coraline? The story more. It, yeah. just didn't, it just didn't really have a lot of substance for me. It didn't really go anywhere. It just felt kind it of flat. It did kind of float, you know? basically. Yeah. Wasn't it right. it, it, was an Right. She wanted to turn into a doll
0: and that was it to take her soul. Yeah. And they did sign a scene, they were flowing. But with the ADD in me, was like, Oh my god, color bitch! Yes, <laughs> color bitch!
1: Yes, color.
0: Speaking of color, you used to have such
1: a. Well, this is probably like, makes a lot of sense. Um, well, you your your hair gets different colors. Yes, it does. And so you used to Retouch, have a color, mama. Yeah, you used to have like a really boring like <laughs> just like a solid look and what and then at some point in like your Instagram like you start getting really experimental with your colors. Yeah, like what brought I had that my on? ginger
0: phase or had a ginger beard and yeah. ginger brows, girl. <laughs> um i wish i could do that every day and tell you the truth i i just love i don't like being boring and it's not to stand out is that what it's you wear like, heels as well every once in a while mama um <laughs> i i just i don't know life is too boring to just be like another person existing on earth like why not stand out yeah. and i don't do the hair so people are like oh my god what great hair i was like i want pink hair because i think it'd be badass to have pink hair yeah. that's it
1: i'm and, totally about pink right now yes. just like all shades of pink
0: here's a tip if you ever dye your beard which when you bleach it, you have to put bleach all over your beard, right? Uh Which is cool because if you don't like it, you can shave it in a week and and regrow it again. But you have to breathe a lot of it through your nostrils which you don't realize. So a cool trick is if you got three boba straws, and you tape them together. You can breathe through that like snorkel gear while dyeing your beard.
1: And you can like just put them out this way?
0: Yes. Like a weird ant thing like that. Like a walrus that's <laughs> yeah. trying to breathe that's and survive.
1: Yeah. I probably would never dye my beard. But that's uh-huh. actually good to know if I ever like want to do drag and need to, dra- and need to like yeah. dye it. Yeah. Or if you like, want to dye it if like, I, like If I'm on RuPaul's Drag Race and I need to like learn how to paint you my beard. You mean when race.
0: you're on RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race. But, um, let's not even get into that. I'm so emotional. <laughs> sure. No. We're getting into it. <laughs> um, but for me like the first time I dyed my beard I bleached it completely to then turn it. I think I did it pink or turqu- I did it turquoise. But um. You know, I was like I'll just tolerate the smell and I realized that the fumes are strong too so after I realized I dyed my beard I had apparently also bleached my nose hair because from breathing it in and ruining my lungs it also bleached all the hair in me I and mean, on is me is that a me. bad thing though? What a- I was super blonde mama <laughs> from my roots, read my nose hairs but uh, but yeah be careful with that okay. but I love the color, the color if I could do it right now I would, I just haven't had time
1: Okay, so speaking of RuPaul's Drag Race, you're a fan right? <laughs>
0: um, I've heard of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes, I'm a fan. I don't, I don't know her. I don't <laughs> know her right now.
1: Are you watching the new season? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about a little bit? Do you want? Oh my
0: god, we're never going to finish any subject. Because I want to talk about all these things. Yes, let's do, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's dive in. All right. So you start. I'll let you start, so you can like. Be... Uh, I won't give you specific. Okay. Some, let's do this. Some ben oh. de la Cram. I'm in love with. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I just like how she. uh Here's the thing about RuPaul's dragons. It used to be about like, cool, it's a guy dressed like a woman and that's the illusion. Like the first episode where I was like, Oh, cool, look at this guy dressing like a woman and it's pretty. Oh, look, he looks pretty in that. One. Like it was I remember in the beginning when I first started watching it. And at first I was like, Fuck yes, bitch. It's so cool this is actually on. It's probably gonna be canceled after this, but I'm glad that this existed. Because when I going back, I think it was like 11 or 12, the first time I saw two Wang Fu, thanks for everything, Julia. Oh, no I love that movie. It's and on it's, Netflix now. its the, I know. <laughs> um, so I watched it for the first time with my dad and my brother. And at this point, I wasn't out yet. I was 11. Who, who did you identify with in the movie? Fucking Chi Chi, bitch. Yeah! <laughs> That, I, was I like, wanted to be Miss Naxima Jackson, yeah. but I was like, "Ooh, I'm not that cool. I'm not that cool. She is a badass. Uh, I fucking love Chichi. <sighs> she
1: was like, she's my spirit P animal. To the R, to the I to S, princess <laughs> Chichi.
0: Um, but I remember
1: watching that. My movie. My friend always
0: coached her. She's like, "See, not everything I touched turns to caca. Turns to caca. But when I watched that movie when I when I hadn't come out yet, I remember." Like literally, like I was sitting in front of the TV because I couldn't believe I was watching like gay people. Right? This was so cool. And but they weren't really like yeah, and they were were, well, they were straight that, people. That
1: other one was like questionable, right? Who's the main one? What's the, Patrick oh, Swayze? Patrick Swayze.
0: Is he not a homo though? No, I always thought. Well, he now he's dead. So if he's, I mean, yeah. he's a dead homo now. If you, yeah. Saying. But I, oh, I don't know. I never called them. So maybe he was. He didn't have the chance to beat me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but supposedly, right? They were straight guys who had done straight roles before, and you know, fucking um, John Lewis was almost hilarious in his own way. Um, but. I remember watching that movie when I was 11 and I wasn't out yet. So being able to connect with it, like I remember sitting like three feet away from the TV and my dad and my brother were behind me. And at this point I would still get my ass beat for being a homo. Right. So, um, i remember like being like oh my god i can't believe i'm watching this but having to keep it all internal because i didn't want them to see me getting really excited because chi chi came out in that gorgeous fucking white (laughs) dress at the end that i still want or the fact that that was really judy Newmar, or that fucking nagsima jackson was a badass and she grabbed that guy by the balls um but i remember having to internalize that and then i remember i still remember going to the bathroom right after it ended and listening to body beautiful or whatever the last song was girls just want to have fun at the end of the movie and i remember going to the bathroom and with the lights turned on and the door locked, I remember quietly voguing and just hearing the like my own breath is going like yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I remember that feeling of that excitement of just wanting to express myself mm-hmm. and not at that point not being able to. Right. And for it being so different, seeing it on a screen. So when uh, RuPaul's Drag Race first came out, I thought it was so cool to actually see it. And the reason I thought it'd be canceled I was like, oh, you know. Pieces of shit are going to cancel this because yeah. how, you can't put gay people on TV. They're going to shut this down real fast because they're trying to humanize us. Yeah, especially which is what if they're always against. Well,
1: unless they're white, then they may sound like. Then queer it's fine. Folk, yeah. Right? So and they have then, if yeah. they have
0: more than money, they're still Republican for yeah. some fucking reason. Yeah. Um. But um. Not that they, there's not Republican gay people out there. But I'm saying Kate. Uh. You know, if you want to <laughs> say you're Republican, but then you you know supporting it, but they want to take away your rights and you want to say you do. I don't get it. Anyways, I'm not getting political. <laughs> um. When I first saw the show, I was like, "This is great. I want there to be more of it." And I just fell more and more in love with the show. And what I realized now and they pointed out in one of the interviews it's 50 percent about the competition not even i want to say it's like 30 percent about the competition and getting to show off your fashion and 70 percent about branding yourself because their weird careers i mean it's great to win the hundred thousand dollars but i think now they make way more money with the tours and the cruises and promoting it and you get to build your brand right just like an artist excuse me you get to make more pillows and more prints and more t-shirts. Now that they know your name, people want to follow you. People want to support you. So you get to do bigger and au- more more awesome stuff. So even um, Katya, who I fucking love. I love me some Katya and some Trixie. I love them, but they didn't win uh, the, the the show. They didn't win the $100,000. But for me, even Alaska, I fucking love. They won loved. at life. They won at life. <laughs> Alaska, who a lot of people, a couple of my friends are like, Alaska, I fucking love Alaska. And at the beginning, I didn't like her, but her personality totally grew on me. And the branding genius that she is, like to me, she's become, if not just as she's close, she's She's a smart fucking queen. And it's all about branding it out there. And it's smart. Like she's not making it up, right? It's her personality. She wants to be a crazy, skinny, tall bitch with blonde hair. And she's just owning it because she's a badass. She doesn't give a fuck. She's just doing Alaska. And Trixie's just doing Trixie. for looking like a fucking clown. She owns the (laughs) clown. She is the president of the clowns. And that's what I love about it now. It's become more about the branding and be able to express yourself. I mean- 10 years ago, I couldn't have said that Sharon Needles would have won because she wasn't, you know, a real drag queen. She was just a guy wearing ma- mascara and stuff like that. It's like, that's not drag. You don't look like a woman. And just like, um, one last, Sasha Sasha Valour. Mm. Last year when she went I was like fucking yes this is amazing. It's an art form, right? It's not about dressing like a woman, but 10 years ago people would have been like, "Oh, he's, does not, he doesn't he doesn't have a wig on. He can't win." Yeah. And I like the way that it's he's changed and evolved. Yeah, yeah, he's not he's not he's not fish. If yeah. you're not fish, yeah, you can't do, do it. Um but I like the fact that it's changed into more of an art form, which is why I love like I used to love um what was the fashion one? Project Runway. Project Runway. Love, it's so on, girl. I love Project is Runway. is it? Girl. Yeah. I'm here to say they're, goodbye. They're on all stars No, they're right the now? best. They're awesome. Yeah. But for me, it was like, I loved watching project runway and i love watching face off because that one's almost like rupaul's drag i used race to me. watch face off but i don't have cable anymore and so they it happens yeah it happens call me yeah i don't but i'll find a website that has it for free okay. um but for me it was like rupaul's drag race like i was always like i want to be on one of these reality shows right just to I be out do. there yeah let's do it let's make yeah. one we'll make them this is let's it let's make this one. is the first episode let's do it yeah girls okay. brandy let's do it yeah let's do it um you think i'm kidding call me uh, you think i'm kidding <laughs> uh, but what i liked about the shows was like Project Runway was about the fashion, uh-huh. and then um, I'm gonna say Face Off, but it's not true. But Face Off was about let's say was there a makeup one or was it just Face Off? Let's say that was a special
1: effects one. Special and effects. They do have one that's like Skin Wars, I think. That's yeah, like, yeah. Skin Wars is about body painting, yeah. but each one has its
0: one thing, right? Yeah. So for me, RuPaul's Drag Race. Did you know there used to be even like a photography one for that? Was there it? Really? It was like one season. Yeah. There was an art one that lasted, I think, maybe two. I think only one season. It was called. Who fucking knows? But it was like um, Sarah Jessica Parker was one of the main judges. And it was really good. I remember Suckalord, who's an artist. I think he's in California, but he does like vinyl pop art, like lowbrow stuff as well. He recycles. He gets like old toys and makes new ones and mashes them up, which I think is an awesome art form. But I remember on the show, people were like, oh, that's not art. I'm like, yeah, it is. It's just a different comparison. Yeah. But when you put somebody who does like classical oil paintings and then a badass little sucklord toy figure that's supposed to contrast politics and existence and what we consider valuable because of the marketing blah, blah blah and why isn't this just as valuable as that and you put those next to each other you can't judge these equally it's insane which is why i think that art show failed but they didn't get renewed but each show to me has like it was like one specialist like well you get you got the job for the makeup and you got the job for the project but for rupaul's drag race for me it's all of them yeah it's fashion and it's makeup and it's singing challenges you can't sing i think i'm gonna struggle that one um it's the acting challenge it's making them really go through every fucking burning hoop as they can until either they win or they don't win but for me it's not so much who wins at the end which is nice because they get a big check but i just like watching the reality of them go through it and making their like split minute decisions um, so for me, it's like RuPaul's Drag Race is the creativity of it all. Yeah, you know? it's like
1: the realization that you were more than you thought you were. Like, like yeah. I didn't know I was funny. Oh, my God. And yeah. then, now after the show, like, they start in, like, putting that in their show. So all of a sudden, your show just, like, sail, Like, it got better because yeah. you realized that in the show because yeah. someone made you say,
0: do this, and you I, did it. And you did it. Yeah. Like, for me, like, it's it's going to sound bad, but let me tell you why. I love Trixie Mattel. I have. Why does that sound bad? I love Trixie Mattel. I'll tell you why. What I'm going to say is going to sound bad. Oh, okay. So when she was first on the show she was labeled as the comedy queen and the whole time i was like she's not that funny i haven't i haven't heard yeah, that yeah, much funny she's stuff right on the first on the first like yeah. ep- the first couple scenes I was like she's not that funny and usually if you tell me like oh well this is the if you say this is the chicken person you're like oh that chick- person's not chickeny enough and this is the lamp person <laughs> that's not lampy enough like once you put a perspective in somebody's head you're automatically going to assume, especially the competition You're like oh well that one's not that one enough and that one's not that one enough when Trixie was on there the first time i didn't think she was that funny i don't think she had I don't think she got a chance to be that funny, right? She, they just didn't have to because there were so many big personalities. But then after, or like towards the end of it and then after RuPaul's Drag Race, uh like the YouTube videos and everything else, just and now she's come back. I think she's fucking
1: hilarious. Another smart queen. You Another know? smart fucking yeah.
0: queen. And, and just like... Not just the marketing aspect of it, right? Because business wise, that's considered marketing, like your t shirts and all that other stuff. But I think she's just really fucking funny. And when I look back now, I'm like, I think she's a top contender and should totally fucking win it just like everybody else should because she's fucking hilarious. But I don't think she had a chance to do it before. And I was like, you just got to speak up sometimes because your minute yeah. does pass. So you need to make every line that you fucking say funny, you know? So I'm So you're rooting for, for Trixie this season? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm rooting for... Ben. Okay, I'm uh, No, I'm actually rooting... I can't pick one. So I'm rooting between... I think Ben has really thought the business aspect of this out. And, like, same way that Alaska... Um, Made every catchphrase that she said into a fucking song on her anus album, like <laughs> nails and uh, your makeup looks terrible, which I think is fucking a bit great fucking song. But basically, I realized every time they did a, they did an episode and she just did some random line, she's like I'm gonna make that a song. So her whole album is basically different catchphrases that she made up on the spot. And I was like, what a fucking genius, because people are gonna recognize it because you did it and all that stuff. Um, so I can't pick one, but for me, like I think Ben to the creme really like everything every line that she says is a punchline she always has a quip or something come back and a like, sweet endearing and caring wake go fuck yourself you know the the dance off what she did with the nipples and the tassels fucking genius <laughs> genius but i think you have to brand yourself now you can't just go and be a good director you can't just be fishy you can't just be a good makeup artist um which is the one which is the tall one who had like horrible milk no uh one season ago the tall skinny thorgy no the tall skinny black one who did supposedly cosplay stuff Oh, but like, well, it's always um, depressing. everybody's always against her. She did
1: Storm for like uh, one of the things. Uh, mad. There's a B in it. Dax. No. No. Yeah, it's Dax, right? No. The cosplayer
0: one. Oh, Chichi. Uh, Fifi. No. Fuck, Fifi. No. Not Fifi. Last season, right? Yeah. It was. It's that exclamation point. Dax exclamation ex- point. No. Fuck. The one who um. Fuck, I just remember Dax. There was there was the was one a- who was manic, impressive without everybody was against her, and then um. She was yeah, a cosplayer. She did like a peach. She did the peach head. Remember? Oh, Nina Bonina. Nina Bonina Brown girl with her fucking non believing in herself. <laughs> I mean, I, get I forgot it. she was like she was a little bit of a cosplayer. I forgot. about. Yeah, that. she was. I mean, but for me, when you say right off the bat, oh, I'm a cosplayer. I'm like, then you better fucking deliver. Yeah. And a lot of the times her makeup looks were different. But I was like, you it's not like executed perfectly. Like I can see your duct tape hanging out the side <laughs> of the fucking head, girl. But she was really, really good, but she didn't have the confidence that you need to fucking do this game. She really, really didn't. Um, she probably does now, which is great because I'm sure she's got to go on tour and get all this shit and build her confidence because once you people say, Hey, you have a million followers now, that builds your confidence, which I think is really cool about the show. That even if you're on the show and you you didn't feel like you did that great, there's still people who go like, Hey, I totally relate with that. And as a person, I think you get to develop because of that because you realize, hey, these strangers still supported me. Even though a bunch of people didn't like you, Fifi. Yeah. You saw a lot of people <laughs> who were like, Fifi, you're the fucking shit. Yeah. Do what you do. Cause she did a cosplay piece where it's that- like, that's yeah, fucking cute, bitch. I can't lie. Yeah. I can't stand you. Yeah, but goddamn it, you did it right. God damn you. You're awesome. I, I hate you, but I respect. I you. hate you, but I respect <laughs> you, bitch. Um, but I think RuPaul's Drag Race gives you a chance. One, which I think for for people who don't have any gay friends or don't know gay people, and just know like the Hispanic thing we were saying in the beginning, like your mom said, you check off Hispanic, or your mind says you check off Caucasian. You just know what you were taught. Period. There's no questions. There's no wondering why the system is like this. It's just normal. So for a lot of people who don't have a gay person in their lives, oh, what miserable lives they must live. Oh, I know. Um, no fashion. I'm telling <laughs> you, no fierceness. But who they don't, I think RuPaul's Drag Race is a good chance to bring that into your home and then humanize gay people. Or even people, uh, I haven't heard of any yet, but somebody on RuPaul's Drag Race who might not be gay but just likes the dressing up or likes the creativity mm-hmm. of it, right? Not just to be dressed up like a woman. There's or actually,
1: do, um, what, have you ever heard of the the other show called um, The Boule Brother ones? Yes, I have. There's a straight guy doing drag in that one for the <sighs> second season. What's that one
0: called? I watched all of that one. Dragula. Dragula. Yeah. I want to help them with their editing, though. Oh, it's, but so, it, bad. it's so bad.
1: But I bad. I I I I saw. I, I started the first episode of the second season. I was like, I can't get into it. It's, it's too much drama, yeah. and they're not focused on the actual drag. Yeah, the on creativity the, of it's it. It's more like, um, what's that one where the girls fight?
0: Yeah, uh, Bad Girls Club. It's more Bad Girls Club and less that, drag race. You it, know? And that's what... I forced myself to finish watching it. And here's, I mean, not that I produce any shows. They're out there doing their thing. Props to you for going out there and making your show. Awesome. That's great. For me, it's just like little editing stuff that could make it better. I mean, we can all get critiqued in in a positive way. It's not just like, hey, your show's crap. Stop making it. I loved it. And the reason I watched all of it because I was like, there's something else out there in the universe. And I just want to see more of this, but it was more based around like how the bitches can hate each other and who's going to win. And how can I sabotage yeah. the other one? It's a great concept for a show. It's yeah. like on how you kill off your characters yeah, and for sure. the whole, like the different that, there was style some fear ones where they got like buried alive and shit. And I was like, yeah. fuck you how they in sho- out of drag yeah, and
1: how they showed up in, in bags.
0: And it was like, it was, it, they did have, I think there are, there are some production issues that they have to work yeah. out. And, and I kinks. think that's what it is. I think it's mainly just production and maybe some better puns. Cause I fucking love me some puns, <laughs> but we're some better ones. Um, but um I think it was a, I think it has potential because it's basically reinventing something in like a Darthic or I'm gonna say a more gothic or darker way. It's total vamp. Um but it's nice to see that there's different facets to drag right. It's not just dressing up like fish anymore. It's the art form of being a goth version or being a fucking dragon, not a drag queen, yeah. but a fucking dragon. That's fine. Yeah. Be the fiercest fucking dragon you want to <laughs> be. And it's cool to have that medium TV be able to be able to do it. And I wish there was more stuff. But what I love about RuPaul's drag race is that, that it brings it humanizes us whether it's a trans issue or a, a gay issue or just a straight issue or just a being different issue and wanting to paint yourself like a fucking peach. Like we said a minute ago and being happy with being a human peach, whatever. If um, you're ever in Austin, you need to come on my show. The, the recap of a repost
1: drag race. Let's go tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Well, wait, is it tomorrow? Well, no, no, but I don't <laughs> got gas. I gotta make it so, up. Uh,
1: I record, on, we record on Mondays, okay. uh, Monday nights. Um, so if you're ever in town on Monday night, hit me up. If like during the season, if you want to come in on, maybe I'll go within the next two weeks. Okay.
0: I would love to go down. That'd be fun. okay. Cause, well, cause next week I have
1: ne- ne- next week I have a guest coming on, so I don't want to get like a bunch of guests because then I want guess. I want everyone Close to have guess. their own. Fuck time. your guests. Uh, no if, no don't say that I don't to be. no it's it. going to no, it's gonna be Fabi uh, Fab Fob from Latinos to Lunch it's a podcast um, host you know who Latinos to oh, Lunch nice. is oh nice yes I do yeah he's going to yes. be on the on the show next um week. okay well if I can get the yeah, sky good thing yeah. you have yeah, a good yeah. excuse okay Um,
0: so maybe the week after figure out when you're free yes figure out when you're free yeah. Yeah. and I will totally go down so you can record yeah. and then we can eat some home slice and every time I go to Austin <laughs> bitch
1: I have not had home slice yet <gasps> Roll um, up that pizza and suck it like a dick. It is so always, fucking good. Everyone always gasps when I say that. I get that reaction. Um, you should I kill yourself. I haven't tried it yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I mean, excuse me. It's pizza in the end, but it's good. For me, it's the marketing because they have like a little girl with a mustache and they branding wise, right? like, oh, such a <laughs> dirty bitch. I'm so burping. Um, it, I just talk about food and I get hungry. It's, it's good pizza. You should fucking do it. Okay. But we'll have to eat some. We, we can
1: not eat it during or before or maybe before, but not during. No, I'll eat it right now. just to fuck with your system. No. <laughs> okay. I'll out, eat out, it out. before. I'll burp the
0: entire time like I'm doing now, and then I'll eat it after. Okay. okay
1: deal, deal. I usually I had pizza after my last uh, recording with it yesterday when we recorded it because I love pizza. That's why I have a breakout here. I always break out whenever I, I have pizza.
0: Well, because you're supposed to eat it, not rub it in your face like oh pizza. Bitch, and shut then the hell eat up. Like I do. Shut um, the hell up. Yeah. I could, <laughs> okay. I could Wear pizza.
1: All right. So uh, I think we're about the end of our interview. If you're okay with that?
0: Yeah. Five hours later. I yes, know. I know no, we I, talked I, about. Everything. Just I
1: had an amazing time chatting with you. We Yay. should do this again. We will. Okay. And As definitely I come, break your microphone. I know. Definitely come on the show, but also give the children the socials.
0: Oh, my social merdias, my hash and, browns. Yeah,
1: and the site that
0: actually works now. Oh, let's you know what? Let me check it. <laughs> For it's real. Up. <laughs> um. So I am Josie Devora, and I go by Rooster Pop. My website is roosterpop.com. All my social medias are Rooster Pop. So it's like Instagram, just search Rooster Pop. Tumblr, Tinder, Grinder, no, all those, you know. <laughs> um, but everything's under Rooster Pop. Um, and I have some really just fun, like cartoony art stuff. I love. Pun, so there's a lot of pun believable stuff on there and then hopefully soon you'll see my um if you follow me on um, facebook or instagram you'll see my kids books drop for um and that one's going to get supported mainly through kickstarter so if you can help support it become a part of it maybe be in it you never know Cool. So also,
1: maybe tell us where you're going to be at this year, because I'll probably like, edit it like right now and load it up to
0: Okay. Um, so I'm going to be doing Florida Supercon for sure. Um, yes. I'm going to be doing... You need to go to that one. I'm, be I great. already want my ticket. Okay. Good. I'm going to be there with my Damn friend. Right. Yeah. I'll see if I can get you some fun stuff then. Okay. Um, I'm Maybe you to... can upgrade my ticket to VIP. Maybe I can. <laughs> maybe I can. Um, but Florida Supercon for sure. I'm doing Raleigh. Okay. I'm doing Tell us where these are at. So that way we okay, know where to uh go. Raleigh Con is in North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. That's a good question. <laughs> you can Google that shit. Okay. Uh I wanna say they're in July, like they're August or July. July. SuperCon is in July in Florida, and I think um, in Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida SuperCon in Fort Lauderdale, okay. and then I believe Raleigh Con is in I want to say July. Check the date for sure. That's such
1: like if you're there, if you're gonna be there, let me know because that's gonna be my tradition every year. I'm gonna go to SuperCon from now on. Oh, just, I do I'm it just every year. Be there every year.
0: I'll see if I can if I can upgrade some of your stuff and maybe introduce you to some fun people. <gasps> like I got to I, I get to hang out with a lot of like cool celebrity people, which is really nice. Um, and I just meet like Erica Limbeck, the voice of Barbie. And Can she's... my friend come? She goes that we we're like we're now our supercon buddies from now on. Yeah, for sure, bring her. Okay. Bring her, and we'll do some fun stuff. And she then...
1: does. Um, oh my god, I got, she did a Wonder Woman. She does her her cosplay is like really good. She went as Wonder Woman. Um, last year, <sighs> yes, I don't know. Oh, she was the one that was with me. I the the, the girl oh, she dressed that... like Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know she was with you. Yeah. Okay. Yes, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. When I do Wonder Woman, I dress up like a like a loaf of bread, like just Wonder Bread. <laughs> Anyways, that's <laughs> what hers like. was like legit. Yeah. One of the best I saw. On, sexy, on sexy and crafty. Yeah. Um, but Supercon I think is the main one That's fucking badass Okay um, that So I you're would doing Raleigh And what else Raleigh North Carolina I'm doing Designercon Which is next year In California Okay I want to say that one's Maybe November Where's that at What city um, It was November's my birthday I've been wanting to go to um, Have birthday To Oh thank
1: you uh, That was like a long time ago Well too bad I'm early for next year <laughs> Thank you Okay uh, <laughs> So
0: I want to check that one now because I feel like that one we be really cool to oh, watch. So going back 30 pages so designer con, what's really cool is all those artists that you follow and love are there and um, the Mark Ryden story was I didn't get a chance to meet him because he wasn't there at all right but a guy came to my table who was really cool and he had a jacket with like little potatoes drawn all over it and he had cool glasses and we started talking about pickle ricks and stuff and just connecting over that and he told me to check out his toy and I went to check out his toy which is that toy right there that he signed for me. Oh nice. And then he's like yeah you might have heard of my brother my brother is Mark Ryden and I was like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, get inside me and around me who's Mark um, Ryden Mark Ryden is that artist which I'll show you in a little bit okay who paints those beautiful like Christina Ricci looking paintings but I got to meet his fucking brother and he's a phenomenal fucking artist as well was badass, maybe he can introduce you him. to his brother. You, know, you never know, time. hand yeah. jobs all around, yeah. Uh, but um, so yeah, designer con, you, you, you get a load, you get <laughs> a load, you get a load. <laughs> designer con, definitely fucking check it out because there's some really, really cool, okay. Shit. Um, just write all this stuff down for me before we go, I'll, okay? Okay, I'll so I'll I can that.
1: check it can all that. out. And where else are you going to be besides designer con? Just those three conventions this summer, um,
0: maybe comic palooza. I'm hoping and probably getting into RuPaul's Drag Con in California. <gasps> oh my god, let so... me know because I have been
1: wanting to go to that. I have not been, especially since I have a show that revolves around recap. so I want like actually good. go and interview some people on the floor maybe um so i want to check that out too also i want to check out Folsom. have you been to Folsom? no me either what's that, what's that? it's when the leather daddy's all on the floor having sex sucking dick Daddy! And coming in each other i don't know if i'm into that and then smacking each but other but i'll watch it
0: girl it's it's the leather Is the uh, right h- everyone has a harness what's the
1: abbreviation Folsom? It's Folsom? Yeah, F O L. It's like they tried S-O-M- to pronounce something else, but
0: they had a dick in their mouth, I was like. Hur, hur. That's exactly.
1: Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> no, it's just that's Folsom Street. It's like let's. Oh, off. the street one. Oh, that's and I've so seen. I've seen videos. I've yeah, seen videos so it's of like, that. like the whole Folsom is like all the whole event of the leather people community coming together. It's so like raunchy and nasty, and I want to go.
0: Yeah, it's right. clean. Well, I'll Facetime you at that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, that or I'll, yeah, go, I'll, with or I'll, I'll okay. go with Clorox wipes. go with Clorox wipes will be fine. <laughs> um, but that would be badass. But maybe I'll give you a secret preview thing that i haven't told anybody yet so rupaul's drag con i'm hopefully going to that when i already sent some information over i'm going to do this cool little art piece which i'm going to make a couple of um so you know the game guess who the one where they flip the 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 people's faces yeah okay so i'm hoping to have i'm probably only going to have 10 of them but i'm making a version called guess rue which is going to be the different queens on them
1: i love it that's a cute
0: game uh, i'm really excited to do that like obviously like i'm not it's not getting patented to the company. So they're each one is considered an art piece. They're all getting made by hand. Um, but I'm really excited to do that one. That sounds like, fun. Does that bitch have fake lips? Like there goes Trixie, there goes <laughs> Detox. Yes. That yes, sounds yes, like yes, a yes, really yes. good to queer night game board, or, you know, like yeah. where you're like oh I love it so I haven't so I'm working on it so hopefully after hearing this some motherfucker doesn't start making it real quick before I produce Ooh, mine oh you better hurry oh, up so I, oh. I gotta start tonight god damn it um, just make
1: that artwork on point girl girl you know.
0: but I'm really excited for guest route I think that'd be awesome I think it'd be great to have it at the show there so uh hopefully I'll start working on it now so nobody takes <laughs> my shit don't fucking make it bitches let you me finish four doing hours. it I got four hours god damn it but that'll be really cool and then once I do um premiere it i guess maybe i'll maybe i'll send you one so you guys can play it live oh really oh
1: my god That'd we'll be make cool. a, I, if you if you send me that i will make a like legit video of okay. it with my um co-host we'll do it it's yours already all right, all right. cool yeah all right so i think we're done to,
0: uh, today yeah yeah i think so okay think so.
1: Josie, thank you so much for talking to me have thank a good day you. yeah be awesome yay bye, bye.